Hello all, this is Ray BG. And today, with Right in the Nerds, I have another exciting, wonderful topic today. And I have with me my co-host. I am Kegger. And I am Cody. See, Cody, it, by making him open, we can both feel inadequate. Yep. You know, because we just work. can't beat that voice. Well, even you still have a nickname, though. It's just like Ray BG, I'm yes. Kegger, and then, oh yeah, my, hey, Cody. My high school a... nickname. <laughs> I still yeah, have it. You know? I just thought I'd change my name to Chad go with that. <laughs> Why the not? Chad. No, Chad seems like a, you know, frat boy douchebag who's bonging beers and hitting on your girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, so, that's definitely not me. So as I promised you guys, our exciting topic today is Ghostbusters. Everybody always hear that. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't? Like, the skating ring. When you go to the skating ring, Ghostbusters is played. And then you have to do the stupid game where you spin around, you yeah. get one way, and then when it yeah. says Ghostbusters, you got to do back. And yeah. then they do it like six times, so you're just dizzy as hell by the time it's over. <laughs> but uh, I, honestly, like Ghostbusters was kind of like my foyer into paranormal slash comedy. Hmm. Like okay. uh, I was a very yeah. scaredy kid. Yeah, uh, but most kids are. I don't know. Ghostbusters just kind of. I don't know, it kind of bridged that gap, and then it kind of made me interested in the paranormal after that, uh, even though at first it was all just terrifying. So, uh, what about you guys? What do you guys think of, like, when you first saw Ghostbusters? Uh, so, me, um, I love Ghostbusters, um, being as I was four years old when it came out. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, as far as interesting me in the paranormal, I, I don't think it actually interested me in the paranormal. It's just, I liked it. It was funny. Hmm. Um, it was during Christmas. Um, it was during Christmas. <laughs> yeah. It was just, it was an awesome movie that I, that I saw when I was younger. My, uh, <laughs> my dad actually introduced me to it, if I remember correctly. The because, Ultra Jock, right? Yeah, yeah because nice. he, he loved Bill Murray. Uh, I mean, who doesn't really? True, yeah, I mean, Vank, yeah, Peter Vank. Lucy Liu, but that's a different topic. Which was actually my introduction when I was a kid into sarcasm. Oh. Smart assery, oh. all that good stuff. Oh, he's so good for that. And I'm pretty sure my parents regretted ever showing me that movie after that. I mean, he's kind of like, Bill Murray's definitely like the proto-Deadpool. Yes. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of Bill Murray went into Deadpool's well, personality. He's And Bill Murray's just so cut and dry that everything he says, even if it's dumb, sounds serious. And that's <laughs> half the joke. Like, half the time it seems like... One of my just, favorite pictures of Bill Murray going around the internet, he's like, he was just somewhere... And somebody was like, will you take a picture of my baby? And it's the kid is just screaming. And Bill Murray's just sitting there looking yeah. like, this is normal for me. You know, I'm holding screaming child. I mean, yeah, every everybody has that like, you know, if you ever read those Bill Murray stories of encounters on the internet, it's like that one where they see him on a subway and they just keep staring at him and they snap a picture or whatever from him from a distance. And when he gets off the train, when they get off the train, he follows them and gives one of them like a good, you know, noogie. <laughs> And then he just leans into his ear and goes, no one will ever believe you. <laughs> I mean, who would? Who would? Unless you have somebody filming the whole thing. Nobody would ever believe Bill Murray followed you off the train and gave you a noogie for taking his picture. There you go. Right? Like, it's like the, the story of Sam Jackson getting caught in the doors of the subway. He's <laughs> like, nobody will ever believe this. <laughs> the, the thing I can say, though, also looking, looking at Ghostbusters later on, think it was one of those movies where they put adult humor in it and as a kid you didn't realize that because it was funny oh you're talking like, about the zipper scene yeah, yeah I, I didn't know of, what that yeah, was as a, a child exactly they had a ton of they had a ton of adult humor in the, in the movie but the way the comedy that they use 
the style that they used, it was just like, okay, it's funny. I don't, yeah, I, don't I know this is funny. I don't know why it's <laughs> yeah, funny. Exactly. And now that I'm an adult, and I'm like, oh, uh, he's, he's getting blowies from a ghost. There you go. Gotcha. <laughs> now I, I know why that's funny. Yeah, like I, I didn't catch a lot of that because I had it like four or five. But uh, I mean, it was kind of funny. Like my dad was in in love with Bill Murray's part in that, but oh, I wound up latching onto Egon. Egon, Egon. Well, yeah, aren't you and him? Yeah. Well, it's funny because I, I didn't realize that until years later. But yeah, Harold Ramis and I had the same birthday. Nice. So obviously years apart, but it's a. Uh, yeah, so I, I latched onto that completely unaware of that fact for a long time. So, I mean, I didn't do much research. I mean, I, we do we research on it? I mean, a little bit, I Sometimes. guess. Some, I, like I, I was watched, trying to read those comics for the big episode you know last week, and then you you know you what I, make I it. watched fucking Dark Phoenix. I did my research quota for the yeah, year. Yeah, I That's did that too. That was. Uh, I just really I watched Dark Phoenix and felt like I had to share the misery that I had you know to go what? through. It wasn't so much research as it was like practice and CIA torture techniques. That's the <laughs> all we got to do is figure out a Nickelback song to put on repeat oh, for twenty four hours straight, and, and pl- then put Dark Phoenix. And in some, front of them. Yeah, I say somehow insert that as the background track into Dark Phoenix. Right, just so long as I can have. Uh, yeah. So on. I didn't do much research, but. I did watch a few episodes of, like, the cartoons. Oh, I love those cartoons, uh, man. The Extreme Ghostbusters, where Alonzo Roberto is one of the characters. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Do uh, the Carlton, everybody. Right? Uh, honestly, I think he should just be in Ghostbusters. Why not? Like, he kind of just fits that whole cast. Is like, yeah. Alonzo, we're out here. We're, we're pitching for you. If this new <laughs> Ghostbusters movie is awesome... We want you for the sequel. You just, yeah, I think that should be a thing. Especially since I'm putting the Fortnite this out lawsuit there. got dropped. <laughs> right? oh, I, yeah. Alonzo, we're batting for you, man. I know the Carlton. I know you can make a comeback. Uh, uh, I mean, honestly, you could have him be the, and I hope this isn't insulting, but the Rick Moranis replacement. I mean, along those lines, I think he could or, pull off know, that, kind of, that kind of character. I'm actually easily. thinking more of like Ray. Oh, also true. No, I'll give you that one. Like that's I, I see him being more Ray than right. anything. Right. Um, and then you know we get to we get to switch up. You know, we get to switch up. Not all of them. Uh, the game they just remastered the game. The oh, good one yeah. that came out. Uh, the one that for had the 360? voices. Yeah, the, yeah. They actually yeah had the. It was like, I think it was one of the last things Harold Ramis worked on. It was. Um, and even Bill Murray worked on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they were. I think they were. What were they beefing about? Like I don't even remember. I think it. Bill Murray I mean, and they Harold were Ramis. Duo for the eighties. Yeah. They had a beef <laughs> after was it Scrooged or Groundhog Day? I don't know. It was one of those two movies, and they did not see eye to eye on anything, and it just carried over for years. And one of those big, like you know, no fuck that guy. It, yeah, it may have been Scrooge. I see. I love Scrooge. Scrooge was great. Yeah. Um, it was a very good, interesting take on you know Christmas Carol. No, it was. I I, I agree with that. But, but Groundhog I just was... Day. I mean, hell, they just did the Super Bowl commercial for Groundhog Day. Yeah. Because it came out on Groundhog. The Super Bowl was on Groundhog Day this year. You know, last thing that anybody got to see before COVID nineteen killed everything. Um, yeah. Got all of our. You know, movies and stuff pushed back the right all of our 
comic books got put on hold. Like, I was just looking at an ICC thing is they still haven't figured out if they're going to do a 2020 this year or not. And if they right. don't, if you've already bought tickets, it'll transfer over to 2021, which right. they did announce is May. So, <laughs> oh, I miss Comic-Cons. I've already supposed, I should have already been to one. Uh, at least the uh, Toy and Comic Expo hasn't been. It hasn't been canceled. They they pushed it back. It's supposed to be in August, though. So, <clears throat> all this crap's done. It got canceled. Did it? It did. Damn it. Yeah. Toy and, toy and Comic Expo. Oh, and it's such a it's small one, too. Yeah, because she well, was supposed go. to be a vendor. So. Well, I got a friend yeah. that's a vendor. Who, he's from Terre Haute. His name's mm-hmm. Scott. I can't remember. Scott, I'm trying to give you a shout-out, but I don't know your toy, your uh, store's name. But he's at Comic-Con and at Toy and Comic Expo every mm-hmm. year. Um, and, yeah, he's got a store up uh, behind the mall in Terre Haute. So if you're ever up that way, go check it out. Um Give him weekend. some money because he's a cool dude. Uh, he was one of my good buddies when I lived in Terre Haute. Uh, but uh, back on topic, uh, who's a, who was everybody's favorite Ghostbuster? I mean, yeah. I mine's mean, kind of going to be might be a little bit of a surprise, but okay, I'm kind of curious. I have a good reason. I mean, I already kind of spilled the beans on that. Well, one. yeah, yours was Egon. Egon and yeah. You, I always liked Egon, but Egon. then again, I, I did like. Um, uh, not Ray. Um, Winston? Winston Zedemore. Winston cool. Yeah. I like Winston. See, Winston was my favorite. Okay. Because Winston was just an everyday dude. Yeah. Exactly. That's, he was yeah. like, if it pays 11.5, I'm, I'm right, you know. To put, yes, and then yeah. he gets into it, and now suddenly he's neck deep in ghosts and paranormal. He's, you know, he did it for a job, but now, like, even in the game, he's like, oh, yeah, I know. I came onto this just as a dude off the street, but now I have my degrees in this and this. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was cool because he was just the dude off the street. Well, he had that grounded perspective on everything, too. Right. Like, he he brought that perspective that the others needed. Oh, yeah. He grounded, to, you know, definitely yeah. a grounding, you know, they had their heads in the clouds. He's like, hey, uh, tell them about the Twinkie, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, you know, and the, the movies were... They never gave Winston enough time, and they clearly wrote it with Eddie Murphy in mind originally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's like when they couldn't get Eddie, they I almost, you know, kind of feels like they kind of nerfed the part after that. Um, but that, had that happened, though, that would have been a totally different movie. Oh, but God, see, yeah. like, what that's if you didn't go, what if we didn't go with Ernie Hudson, couldn't get Eddie Murphy? Eddie Murphy is just like the new age Richard Pryor. What if we could have gotten Richard Pryor in that role? Oh, man. That would have been amazing. I'm laughing already. Like, yeah. it's, right? Like, I'm sitting here thinking about Blazing Saddles written by Richard Pryor. Yeah. And him being in Ghostbusters, that would have been epic. Well, Mel Brooks fought to get him the part of the sheriff. Black in, Yeah, in Blazing Saddles. And the studio was like, no, nope. we want someone else. Nope. And he was just like, fine, we'll just quit the project. And Richard Pryor was like, no, don't do that. I want to get paid. Right. Like, yeah. no, 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 I want the money. <laughs> Speaking of Richard Pryor, I saw something uh, Hulu was in one of the It was a comedy, but it was pretty good. It was set in the 70s. Um, the Vietnam War. I can't think of the name of it, but it was pretty funny. It's, Richard well, I mean, Pryor was Richard, a funny dude. Richard Pryor was hilarious. He was a, funny, he's a legend, oh, yeah. for real. He's oh, a funny yeah. dude. 
I mean, if you ever hear best stand-ups arguments, the, oh the only it's, it goes between two people, and that's George Carlin and Richard Pryor. And yep. Richard Pryor wins number one nine times out of ten. Well, I don't know, because, I mean, I'd have killed to see George Carlin. Oh, me too. I would have killed to see George Carlin. Uh, I'd, have, I'd have gone to see Richard Pryor most definitely, but uh, I really wish. Because Car- Carlin came through Indiana right before he died. Yeah, I know. And... I I passed on the opportunity to go, and by opportunity, going to get tickets. I had to go buy tickets, and I was right. like, oh, maybe next year, and there was no next year. Um, it was one of those times where I should have bit the bullet, took the hit to the bank account, and gone to see mm-hmm. George Carlin before he passed away. But, uh, I mean... But, yeah, I mean, say, <laughs> saying that Richard Pryor could have been Winston, like, that movie would have been so different, too. Well, like, look. would have been amazing... Well, but look, we can't take anything away from Ernie Hudson. Though. No, no, he, no. Ernie he Hudson, played, like I said, he's still my favorite. He played, I th- to be honest, they say that that Fates puts things in motion perfectly. And I think that Ernie, his, the way he brought that character, Winston, out in, 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 in the Ghostbusters, oh, yeah. I think it, he made it his character. Oh, in yeah, that. yeah, absolutely. Because without him, I don't. I think that he wasn't. The reason why I say this because Ernie, Ernie has been, a, a, he's been in a ton of sci-fi. Films. Ernie Hudson yeah. is underrated. He, He's oh, hugely underrated. underrated. And I think that he has just enough... In that movie, he had just enough comic, comedic presence about himself, but he also had that seriousness that made Winston win. Because Winston wasn't a funny guy. Winston was like, I'm serious. I'm here to do the job, but hey, I'm, I'm cool with whatever you guys do too, you know? Right. So I think that... Y'all take lead. I'm See, just here. Exactly. <laughs> and, I, and I think they needed that the for that character. The movie would not have worked if you had all four of them being funny jocks or yeah, funny like, nerds. <laughs> Winston was the guy who brought everything and just packed it back in. Mm-hmm. Like, every time it derailed, which... Well, uh, it's just like his line, tell him about the Twinkie. Yeah. You know? <laughs> you get any guy yeah, talking about a Twinkie that's... Bill Murray, four stories tall or yeah, something. Bill Murray is clearly antagonistic. Egon has no idea how to dumb things down. Mm-hmm. Egon um, is too intelligent for his own good. And mm-hmm. Ray is just happy-go-lucky, like, I see ghosts. This is amazing. This oh, yeah. is the coolest thing ever for me. We should, like, when they get the, they get the, I can't even remember, the headquarters or whatever, what's going to be the Ghostbusters building. This place is awesome. You guys see this pole? <laughs> we should get our stuff and stay here tonight while they're trying to talk the realtor down. And yeah. it's just like he just comes in and ruins all of it. Right. He's like, don't, at least act like you're not smirking, you know? Oh, yeah. And can we talk about, in the very beginning, uh, Peter's experiment about psychic ability under stress-induced works. (laughs) It actually works, but he is so into flirting with this girl, he's completely ignoring the fact that his shit is working. (laughs) It's just a couple of wavy lines. And it's a couple of wavy lines, and he's like, I'm sorry, this is just not your day. It's like, no, dude, it was right. (laughs) I thought that was awesome. He's completely ignoring it because he's a pwn hound. When you get older, you understand everything. You're like, oh. Well, see, as a kid, I was like, when he says that, it's a couple of wavy lines, and he's like, this is just not your day. I was like, but it, but it was a couple of wavy lines. Why is yeah. it going to shock him? It was a couple of wavy lines. And now I understand as an yes. adult exactly what was going yes. on right there. I'm like, oh. Uh. <laughs> yep. 
you are a genuine phenomenon. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say eight (laughs) o'clock. And then I love in the second one how he has that really hokey talk show. Look yeah. like paranormal with Peter Bacon and Where stuff like that. Where he's clearly not interested. Oh, yeah, he's doing yeah. it just because it's something to do. It probably has a paycheck yeah. attached to it, and that's probably the only reason. But the, And Peter is way too antagonistic toward every other person of authority. Mm-hmm. Like, the funny thing about the, what was it, the... Um, environmental affairs guy. Yeah. Uh, he's actually kind of the good guy. Like, he doesn't know what they're messing Peck. with. Yeah, Walter Peck. Walter Peck. Yeah. Well, he, Pecker here. <laughs> or, sorry, William Atherton. Absolutely amazing actor. He showed up in everything back in the day. But it was He showed up in the game. He was, uh, He yeah. was their oversight committee. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, hell, he was also in the first Die Hard. Oh, like, he was? Yeah, he yeah, was. Yeah, he was. He was the douche. Um, he plays know, that the role very report. Well. Yeah, he was also on the second Die Hard. Now I think about it, and uh, McLean's wife tases him toward the end of it. <laughs> but he, uh, what was it? Uh, one of my favorite lines in the second, in the first movie, yeah. is after Peck is shut them down and caused this big calamity. Hmm. It's like everything was under control until Dickless over here turned off the power grid, and the mayor's like, "Is this true?" And Peter's like, yeah. "Yes, sir. This man has no dick." Yes. Well, that's what I heard. That's, what, that's exactly what I was thinking too. Is that that line always comes up? But like the thing is, like he's not—he's no not entirely wrong. He's just overzealous, right? And that's the weird part is he's not exactly the bad guy. Oh no, he's just kind of a bureaucratic he's, asshole. They had just, one in the, the second one too. Yeah, the, he's the just a huge loony bin. Yeah, he's just a huge douche lord. Like that's his whole. <laughs> thing like he's right. not entirely wrong and that's the another thing i liked about that is like their villains were was kind of like um not always you know shooter mcgavin yes he's a douche so often that when he's not you're surprised yeah. he's just one of those guys that plays those roles it's like when he's not a, a douche like when sean bean doesn't die in the movie yeah you know, you're surprised you're like wait this movie's not over sean bean's still alive you know it's like i feel expect an after credit scene that shows him just like you know Big shot from no for no reason right yeah like a hunting accident or something like it's just <laughs> yeah oh so uh, you know where are we at we're i guess dancing around all of them yeah like we usually do uh so, did, so in the first movie did do you remember why they created that the ghostbusters what made them decide to get out there and well they get they 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 find the the the, the, the librarian lady. ghost. Yeah. yeah, you know they do the whole get her and stuff like that, hmm. um, and so they're they're proven correct. Hmm. But as they get back to their office, the dean has kicked them out, um, and they were talking about a containment unit so right. they could actually do this and make a business, and that's end up ends up what they do because they kind of all they have left. Um, it's basically a Hail Mary that works out. Mm. They're going to try to do this, and it just happens that somebody gets desperate enough to call them once. Yeah. And then that's all it takes to start is your first call, which is the Slimer at the hotel on the 13th floor. Yes. So, you know, they go and basically destroy the hotel. <laughs> yes. Because they don't know what they're doing. Right. Um, they have a nuclear accelerating po- proton pack on their back, which is unlicensed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And yeah, a huge environmental concern, right? Uh, the, yeah, which is one thing I like because at that time, I think the whole eco terrorist 
was a big point because you know at the time you had cartoons like like um, Captain Planet coming oh, out. God, yeah. So it was this whole eco thing, and so I like how they incorporated that into the movie, and also they incorporate a bunch of religious things in the background of that whole movie. There's a bunch of religious, um, occult, occult type yeah. um, stuff going on. That again, when you're a kid, you don't know what it is, but then when you get older, you get close to this. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, okay, so that that number, that building. You know, the building dealing with the the, the the boss, the the bad guy. Oh, the the apartment building. Yeah. Uh, your your girlfriend Dana has a <laughs> corner penthouse corner penthouse apartment of Spook Central. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Nobody ever made them like this. He was either a certified genius or a bona fide madman, which is funny because that they usually go hand in hand. Right. <laughs> And it's with that mad scientist thing, and the mad scientists are having the most fun. Yes. Um, and I, I really look at Egon as that mad scientist. Oh yeah. Like, you know, this he's, is like the time when I stopped stopped you from drilling a hole in your head. That would have worked. Yeah, <laughs> you know. He's not, and that's the funny thing about Egon too. Is like nothing in the Ghostbusters universe ever scares him. He's always just like, ooh, data. Like there's right? that. Yeah, like even when they find all that sludge, you know, underneath New York, or they figure out that everything is centered on Dana's apartment building, he's just like, "We should go." Like right. you know? now, yeah, oh, yeah. There, there's no, there's no concern. The only time he gets a little scared is when the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man comes around. Well, that and when they're trying to talk, talk the realtor down. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> it. Uh, wiring some part. We're in a demilitarized zone, and then of course Ray comes and fucks all that up. Yep. <laughs> We should stay here tonight. I mean, live here. <laughs> uh, file something. Act like I'm paying you. <laughs> Janine Annie Potts. Oh, oh my god, she, she was, was great. She was the prototype for, like, I don't know, best assistant ever. Not necessarily, or worst but assistant yes, after like ever. There, there was no middle ground. She was the perfect New York assistant. Yes, yes. I yeah. quit jobs that paid better than this. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> and it's funny, too, because every time I hear Bo Peep in Toy Story, I'm like, that's Annie Potts. Like, oh, I, I know. And then she's Momo, Mimo yeah. on uh, Young Sheldon. Yes. Uh, Annie Potts is amazing. Uh, yes. Randy loves Annie Potts. She just... Uh, we all should, though. Like, oh, she's so great. She's like Sidney Lauper decided to act. Yeah. <laughs> like, or act better, because didn't right. she appear in a few episodes of, like, Sydney Lauper, I think she showed up in. Sydney Lauper showed up in a lot of Super Mario Bros. Super Show. Yeah, that's the one. She was looking for the uh, guy who Captain actually Lou is. Albano. Yeah, Captain Lou, who was playing Mario at the time. So. Oh, I didn't know she was in Designing Women. Apparently, she was in Designing Women. Yeah, really I think I knew that. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Amy Potts, she's great. Uh, Sigourney Weaver. Probably one of the last times I thought Sigourney Weaver was just gorgeous. Mm, floating above the bed. Oh, yeah. Good Lord, yeah. And she sleeps above the covers. Four feet above the covers. <laughs> <laughs> she spits. She drools. She growls. Oh, yeah. I love the dog demon things, too. Yeah. Oh, God, those are great. I mean, that, that movie, the original Ghostbuster was the perfect storm of casting. Oh, yes, Absolutely. Rick Moranis? Yeah. Oh, my God. Which? He's doing a movie. He is? Yes. I'll he's, watch it. He's, call, he's doing a movie, and surprise, surprise, it's called Shrunk. Okay. Yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he's I doing a, It's his first movie since 2000. 
Yeah. So researching him was, was interesting because, I mean, technically he didn't have to work again. No. Um, but he also got tired of the industry, apparently, from my research, and he just decided to step back and, well, and just watch. Was, well, no, it what was it was, his wife his died, wife died yeah. of cancer, and he quit Hollywood to be mm-hmm. a stay-at-home dad. He gotcha. made enough money that he could do that. I And I love Rick Moranis for that, nonetheless. Right, like, that just kind of makes you, just, it kind of gives you feels. He could have kept working if he wanted to. Right, clearly. he could have, but he I thought mean, his kids needed him more. Yeah. So he stepped back from Hollywood. And he's done a couple of voiceovers, you know, nothing mm-hmm. major. Um, I think he's done two or three. Oh God, dark <laughs> helmet. We might have to do an entire episode just on spaceballs. Oh God, like um, I said, we could even do an entire episode on Rick Moranis if you want to. Oh God, yeah. Lord, I was uh, actually uh, thinking about that movie, Big Bully. Yeah, him and Tom Arnold. Yep. Oh God, that was a great movie. Tom Arnold's tearing through, and like he's finally taking back his life, and he gets to the nerd kid, and he's and you. Actually, you're pretty good. You keep doing you. And he keeps really locks up. <laughs> and I love that Tom Arnold, the bully, had a nerd kid. Yeah. And then Rick Moranis, the kid getting bullied, had a bully kid. It just kind of switched places. I, yeah. I, Rick Moranis. Oh, my God. I mean, he played... Why can't I remember his name now? Who? In, in his name in Ghostbusters. Lewis. Yeah. Lewis Tully. Thank yeah. you. It, it made me mad that I couldn't remember. Like, he's that... Like his, he I love that how part his, so perfectly. I, I love couldn't. how his career changes between the two movies. Yeah, he goes from an accountant or a CPA or I something knew, yeah, like that. Like he worked in an to a, a law. He, he's a defense attorney, or right. he's supposed to be a tax attorney. Yeah, he like right. he he gets an attorney license and then he ends up defending them when they go to trial. Uh, but he's a tax attorney, and the only reason they're using him is because they know him. <laughs> <laughs> he's the only lawyer they know. But yeah, he uh, he has no idea about the law, criminal law. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> Him and Charlie Kelly. I know bird law. That's the <laughs> word about there. Yeah, uh, bird law. That just made me think of Harvey, Harvey Birdman, attorney at law. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I can't wait to see the new one. Oh yeah, Tar- Harvey Birdman, attorney general, <laughs> uh, and Phil Canseven is the president. Oh my god. Oh, this is going to be amazing. Mm. <laughs> I'm about to marry my daughter. Ha <laughs> ha. Freudian slip. <laughs> no, you really are. <laughs> you weirdo. Oh, God. And they have, it better be Stephen Colbert. It has to be. It's got to be Stephen Colbert. <laughs> or maybe they'll just uh, use his under, or sorry, I take that back. Colbert was the understudy <clears throat> in Second City. Uh, he was Carell's understudy. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because he replaced Carell when Carell left The Daily Show. <laughs> well, they were both on The Daily Show at the same time. Even Stevens. <laughs> that was one of my favorite segments they did. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I remember <laughs> that. It, it would just evolve into them or devolve into them just yelling at each other every time. Uh, my favorite segment was always Back in Black. We are way off yeah. topic. <laughs> yeah. Damn that Rick Moranis getting us off topic. Right. Now, I mean, it's but. so hard to do, stay on topic, when, especially when you're talking nerdy stuff. <laughs> so, back to... Uh, Back to the, the Ghostbusters at large. Do we want to... Where do we want to go? I mean, Dan Aykroyd, a lot of it came from his research into paranormal and, oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Like, I need to look that up again. Yeah, I heard that it was a, the whole Ghostbusters thing was a pitch from uh, Dan Aykroyd and his blues brother. And, uh, 
Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Yeah, Belushi. It was going to be called Ghost Smashers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, what ended up happening, you know, what we ended up with was Ghostbusters. Didn't they want Belushi to be in it originally? I think so. was that in Bill Murray's part? I think. I don't remember. I'll have to look that up. I, I can't remember exactly. I think that was the original goal, though. And then you have Harold Ramis, who obviously was doing a shitload of work with National Lampoons. Of, oh, you know, yeah. For a while there, Caddyshack, anybody. Oh, yeah. yeah like, Caddy you know, Shack, uh, he, he has those string of, yeah, string of hits under his belt. And well, helps with, you know, yeah. uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. And helps I mean, they were, like I said, like the, when we started, they were the it team. They were they were the the comedy duo right next to Cheech and Chong. I mean, in fact, Stripes was supposed to be Cheech and Chong go to the army. Pretty much. And Cheech and Chong were like, no. And Bill Murray's like, I'll do it. Yeah. Harold and I'll do it. And uh, that's what we ended up with, Stripes. And I love that whole argument. Bill Murray, they're getting ready to drive the tank, and Bill Murray's just looking at Harold Ramis, Harold Ramis, and he's like, no, no, no. We'll come back tonight. Okay. <laughs> just go. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking, what was it? Harold Ramis was basically his writing credit essentially extends from punching it up to make it funnier. Yeah. Not to say Dan Aykroyd couldn't do it, he could, but Dan Aykroyd was kind of too close with the paranormal stuff. Right. Like they both those two had to iron it out to make sure that it stayed hilarious and also kind of legit within the paranormal community. Right. I mean, I didn't know what the word ectoplasm was until. Mm. into what it even meant until after Ghostbusters. And you guys got to remember, Ghostbusters came out in 84. I was born in 84, so I didn't even yeah. see Ghostbusters <laughs> until I was older. Yeah, so that's I, probably we're probably looking at like 88, uh, 89 when I first saw Ghostbusters. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I was born in 87, so right? I was, uh, yeah. A lot of these great movies happened, like all of the Star Wars movies happened before I was born. Mm -hmm. uh, Ghostbusters happened before I was born. Uh, we had the chance to grow up on, <coughs> yeah. on those it on VHS. before they introduced the newer stuff. Right? True, yeah. Although, sure although I think the cartoon was on when I was, for the Ghostbusters, the yeah, original cartoon well, that, was on. That, when hit, that dropped when we were talking about Saturday night, or and Saturday morning cartoons, and that's, where and that's why everything I had, had to be licensed. I had all the toys. I oh, had yeah. the Ecto-1. I had the freaking Proton. I mean, Ghostbusters, like, if you look at it, it was super toyetic. Oh, yeah. I mean, you had the Proton packs, you had the traps, you a, had the car. It was during that period. Where it was basically just a commercial, yeah. yeah. So I, uh, yeah, yeah. I was extremely obsessed with Ghostbusters. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, I'm sure if you had the original like headquarters, Ghostbusters headquarters mm -hmm. place, it I'm sure it it run pretty penny now. It's, and the whole thing too about that, the, they chose the. Um, fire fire department as a or fire station right as the, the headquarters. Yep. <laughs> and in the basement was the containment field. Yeah. Well, here here's another throwback to another episode. The Ghostbusters and the Ninja Turtles have teamed up. Yeah. Um, that was an interesting thing. Ghostbusters and the Transformers have teamed up. Uh, IDW comics are fun. You know, you can do yeah, so much crap in comics. Uh, the OG Ghostbusters and the ill-fated other Ghostbusters uh, teamed up in the comics. I uh, yeah, and that's, Most that's of us not talking forget. about that's not talking about the 2016. Uh, no, I'm talking about the 2016 ones. They they uh, went and teamed up. I uh, thought they had a series called the other Ghostbusters. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I know no. there's like the extreme Ghostbusters, maybe I'm thinking of and that. then uh, the real Ghostbusters. Yeah. Uh, the extreme ones was basically just Egon and 
Janine. Uh, I suppose we'll, we'll get to the uh, the the ill-fated 2016 yeah. attempted reboot by Paul Fagg into a feminist propaganda film. Yeah, we'll get to that. <laughs> I I don't know. I didn't see it as feminist propaganda <laughs> film, but it was definitely it. Every male character okay. in that was complete fucking moron. Well, yeah, but it was like it's Chris Hemsworth. They were trying to play off his funny angle, and they tried way too hard. Right. Even though I, the, loved, I did the, love it, and his was the only character I liked. The guy I loved who, the glasses. They didn't have lenses in them. And they just wrong? made him look smarter. <laughs> is, is the guy who set all the events in motion at the hotel um, the guy from Drunk History? Isn't was he? It? I think so. I might be wrong on that. Because I keep, like, I don't know, for some reason for a minute. I, I know it's not, but I thought it was Paul Because Fage. he was actually relatively smart. Even death was part of his plan. Right. Like, I, I don't know. Let's talk about the good ones some more. Yeah, before so I get we'll, mad. we'll go. We'll get to that one later because, <laughs> because I think uh, the easiest way to explain the 2016 one was how Kevin Smith explained the difference between reboots and remakes in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. Yeah. All right. Oh, I'll hear that argument. Hmm. Uh, I will hear that. That's fair. Uh, so okay, we get the first one. First one, very well thought out. We have uh, Zool and uh, what was the? I. Because the, uh, what was the... The key master. key maker? key master. Well, yeah, Zool wasn't the the main thing. Gozer was the Gozer, Gozer. that's what it was. Gozer the Destroyer. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you had Zool. There is no Dana, only Zool. I actually had a kitten named Zool. For nice. Me. There is no kitty, only Zool. Uh, it Sad. But no. it looked wicked. Like, it just looked evil, but it was super nice and purr. It purred all the time. Uh... But, uh, right? <laughs> there is no Dana, only Zool. <laughs> you want this body? No, it sounds like there's at least two people in there already. No, there sounds like there's at least two people in there already. That was one of my. That's a great line. Uh, I mean, what else do you say some to somebody who's possessed? Nah, I'm good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, here's the <clears throat> Dana Barrett, which is Sigourney Weaver. She's you know basically living in the corner penthouse of Spook Central, right. as Ray says. Um, you got the Ghostbusters. They're they're finally getting there. Their time in the sun after the the call from the hotel, uh, and I loved in the games how we get to revisit some of these things. Like even in the game, we get to go back and catch the librarian ghost, which they never addressed in the rest of the movie. They never said they went back and got her. Uh, a lot of cameos and stuff in the original. Uh, Cheech, I think Cheech and Chong both showed up. I think you're right on that. Where they were at the one of them was yeah. at the wharf talking about how the Titanic yes. had just docked. Yes. And then uh Better late than never, I guess, yes. man. <laughs> Better late than never. Uh and then uh the only movie that Ron Jeremy has ever had appeared in yes. that didn't go immediately R rated. And I think it was before they basically decreed that Ron Jeremy was an immediate R. <laughs> <laughs> If Ron Jeremy just shows his face, it's rated R, period. Um, all kinds of people. Uh, hell. 
don't know. What were some of you guys' favorite moments from from the original? One of my favorite moments from the original was Rick Moranis when he was possessed, mm-hmm. um, and he went to the horses. That, oh, you saw to the horses. <laughs> yeah. that, made, that that was hilarious to me. That was, wow. Watch for the sign. Yes. <laughs> You want some coffee? Do I? Yes, have some. Yes, have some. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some of the jokes. It's been a minute since I watched it. Because I remember the kids, they loved it. When I showed it to them, they loved it and weren't scared of it at all. They thought it was great. Yeah. Um, it was considered a supernatural comedy. That's right, like, I guess a weird. dark comedy. Or, yeah, it's a weird title. Horror genre. comedy kind of a thing. I don't, uh, they, I don't think they have that genre anymore. They've changed it now. I don't know. They're, they're still horror comedies. I mean, well, hell, I was getting ready to put a really dated reference yeah. and say Idle Hands, but that's shit. That's from like 97. Hide and Seek was kind of horror comedy. Right? Like Actually, that I wound up really liking that movie. It anything Evil Dead except for that god-awful reboot. Happy Death Day might have been a... Horror yeah, comedy yeah, I saw friend, both of those. I or no, I didn't that. see both. I only saw the first one. The first one was okay. Hmm. It was good. It was an interesting concept. Uh, it's kind of Groundhog Day meets Scream. Um, she's got to figure out who kills her, and it's not the obvious answer. Yeah. Like, it, it's really not. Um, and the way I kind of figured out who did it was, like, horror movies don't like to leave open, like, Threads, basically. Like, you don't want questions unanswered. Right. And when she goes through the second to last time, it's just like, well, who the, the guy that supposedly killed her, well, he was chained up and he got loose. Well, the only way to get him loose was to uncuff him. Who uncuffed him? And, you know, she thinks she's done. And I was like, nah, there's got to be more to this story because something else is going on here. Hmm. And then you find out, oh, my God, yeah, it is. So, uh, but, yeah, uh there, there are a lot of horror comedies that they're less frequent because it's there's really no market for them right now. Uh, hell, I don't know. Maybe a Christmas horror story would be considered that. I don't know. That was pretty good. Did you guys see that one? I don't know. The the Santa Claus versus Krampus fight at the end was amazing. <laughs> like it's pretty amazing. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's awesome. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the elves are zombies, and it's just, I don't know, it's cool. I liked it. Um, but I like stupid horror movies. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that one. Ramey. Not to be confused with Harold Ramis, even though they spell their last name the same way. Um, <clears throat> so, any other highlights from one? Um, I think you guys already mentioned the State Puff Marshmallow. That well, was yeah, awesome. I mean, um, that's cool. The Destroyer has been chosen. No, 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 no. Yeah. I didn't think anything. You? I didn't think anything. Was, you? Was the Liberty in the first one? Second. That was the second one. Yeah. That was with the goop. The positively charged yes, goop. Right. Positive vibes. Um... Oh, I like the scene um, and the cab driver is driving around this, was it, maybe I'm getting mixed up, but anyways, it's dealing with the lady that had the fur on because that message was dealing with anti-fur yeah. and the ghost inhabited the fur and she was, yeah, yeah, that, was that was funny. When, when all hell is breaking loose. Right. Um, the it's an- the sign. Yeah, it's a sign. Yeah. Going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Titanic. 
Titanic has just arrived on the list. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Better still, late than never. Yeah, I still love that. Just that punchline. Better late than never, I guess. <laughs> right. Like, all right. Uh, other, than, other than that, the iconic uh, moment, don't cross the stream. No, let's cross Oh, that's totally a piss joke, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. That's exactly. totally a pee joke. Yeah, I, I do like that at the end, right before they do it. It's just like, but I thought you said never to do that. And it's like... Not crossing right. the streams is bad, Egon. <laughs> well, we're going to do that. <laughs> as soon as they mention it in the beginning, you're like, okay, they're going to cross the stream yeah, that's at their, some point. That's their Chekhov's gun moment. Right. The, and, then, yeah. and then the realization that they technically didn't destroy What's-Her-Face. They just locked her away. Yeah, they or just closed the away. door. And and then, um, um, yeah, that was awesome. And so they sort of... I don't know why they, ne- why they never went back to that because they left that open. And I think the 2016... Yeah, they kind of tied up some loose ends in the video game. The 2016 yeah. sort of alluded to that happening again. So I wonder, yeah. I wonder if this new generational movie that's coming out is going to well, feature um, I mean, Gozer coming back. I would. That would be kind of... I mean, that'd be a good way to bridge it to the original yeah. and still make it something original at the same time. You know, like have it tied in, but... I don't know. It. I'm like, I'm really excited to kind of see this new one mm. because one, it's not in New York. Right. Yeah. Two, it's different, by, but staying the same, but staying true to the original, mm. but it's going to be different. Uh, at least I hope, because, I mean, yeah. none of us have seen the damn thing yet. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I feel like it actually holds the, the spirit of the Ghostbusters better than that god-awful 2016 out. Oh, and, no, definitely. I mean, yeah, no. Yeah. You, you, you're bringing, you're, you're, you're in this new one, with the kids, you're bringing back the original. There's still the uh, a legacy tied to the original, right? You got that the, legacy it's, feel. It's to the it. grandchildren of Egon, right? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, we don't even know that yet. I mean, we are assuming because is. Egon's the only one who can't come back, right? Right. Um, and, but I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see it because to see where it goes because then we can actually build, mm. you know. And actually, I'm I'm all all about. Redoing stuff, but building upon what was already there. So as long as it's not um, an Abrams version of right or because, or Michael uh, Bay. Yeah, that's that's what that's the only thing I'm worried about because and the reason why I say that because I, I made a connection between the first new um, Star Trek that uh, Abrams did with the scene of the kids in the middle of a cornfield with the um, the Ecto one doing one. donuts and yeah. stuff. Yeah, so I'm like, you know, there's a scene. Was in the, the Beastie in, Boys playing? Because that's that's how you know it'd be Abrams. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that uh, sabotage? He does yeah. it with sabotage almost every time. That, like, the, the, he actually used Kid Rock in, in yeah. the remake of, the, of Star Trek when um, young James C. Kirk was on the little fly bike. Oh yeah, on, in the car oh, yeah. in the in the classic car. Ball he with the ball, the wasn't it? Yeah, was it, yeah, was, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. He drove out the clips. So I'm like, oh my goodness, I see a parallel. I hope it's not gonna. <laughs> yeah, I, I had. <laughs> He's yeah. a big fan of those scenes. <laughs> like the Beastie Boys to him are the Rolling Stones to Martin Scorsese. Like that's. Oh yeah, yeah. no, like one of the characters in his star in his, his uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. one of the in the original is a, is a throwback. Is a is straight up a yeah. reference to the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but it's basically one of their names or two of their names combined or something like that. Or it's one of their names with a letter dropped. And ironically enough, Sabotage is actually a fitting song to how Disney handled the takeover of Star Wars. Yeah. That's the- <laughs> I don't know, because that Force Awakens really kind of was just, it was something great. 
Yeah. Where is here was I, his well, first it stepping stone to make this it new, wasn't epi- some, new episodic thing great. It wasn't something great. It was Lucas, something familiar. Lucas was involved. Which, <laughs> I'm sorry, is J.J. Abrams handled Star Trek the same way he handled Star Wars. Like, to me... I feel like I don't know. I see that Star Trek was awesome. I think that Star Trek he did. It was good. It was good to kind of reboot the series. The first one was amazing. The second one was disappointing. See, thank you. I'm sorry. I got to go with you. The second one was disappointing, and the third one was okay. The Beyond Star Trek. I never got to see Beyond. I'm sad about that. Oh, Simon Pegg wrote it. Yeah, at least help write it. That's the thing. It's It's decent. I I love the fact they let Simon Pegg help write it because he can do it. He's nerd enough. He can pull it off. But anybody who's seen Paul. He also said it was the end product was a lot different from what he had actually envisioned. Yeah. Oh, it was interesting. It was good. I liked it. Um, But like that was that thing with Star Trek, though. The Star Trek reboot had a lot of familiarity to it. Mm-hmm. Even if it was an alternate timeline or a branched timeline, I should yeah, say. Yeah, branched. Um, Oddly enough, the timeline which where Spock died. Yeah, our Spock died in yeah. this other timeline. Which is because, like, <clears throat> I hate to say this, but I've been secretly watching Picard without my dad knowing. Oh, yeah, uh, I guess he knows now. now. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, if he listens to the show, he's gonna know now. Exactly. But uh, so <laughs> I'm on the last episode, and oh my god. This has just been amazing. Awesome, isn't it? Can we so amazing? Can we yes. kind of discuss about though how the uh, they used some seventy dollars stock footage they purchased <laughs> off oh, a yeah. website for? I'm oh, not yeah. kidding. It cost seventy dollars. Like that was the budget couldn't have ran out. Like I'm sorry. Like this. I don't know. They did some. They did some weird things. Yeah. Definitely did some weird things. I mean, because even I was like, wait a minute, what? But it's still, it's still a great, amazing, because it touches it, back on, like... Is it creative, or is that just Michael Bay reusing some shit? Like, is that... I don't know. You know, is that... <laughs> but, like, the whole point is, is it's been 35 years. Or not not 35. When did, when did two come out? 30, it's been 36 years since the first one. When, uh, when did the second one come out? It come out in 91 or 92? Something like that. Let's look up the old cheat sheet here. Which uh, uncredited, uncredited voice actor for Ghostbusters Two did not find this out until a few months ago, or actually right around the time the actor died, Max von Sydow. Eighty nine, you're right. So eighty nine. Apparently, apparently Max von Sydow. Thirty years. um, Yeah. Voiced Vigo. Oh yeah. Yeah. Vigo. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently, he came in to do some voice stuff whenever they didn't think the voice was working. Supposedly, he went uncredited, too. Oh, so, really? And yeah. one or two? Two. 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 Yeah. Um, I so, love two, two. Two was awesome. So, we haven't had a new Ghostbusters. I mean, Ghostbusters 2 came out five years after Ghostbusters. Before we jump to Ghostbusters 2, I know we hadn't that. But also, Ghostbusters 1, before we jump to Ghostbusters 2, Ghostbusters 1 was an awesome soundtrack. You had Bobby yes. Brown. Oh, yeah. You had, um, they didn't have Hammer in that one, I don't think, but they had... No. Um, that's some other famous people, but I just know that that soundtrack is jumping. That was that was awesome soundtrack. Hell that's yeah, all I have to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Go for it. No, I mean that that's perfect because that was. I was going to say Ghostbusters was incredible with its world building. Mm-hmm. That was yeah, the thing. it really was. Like it was a it was a huge jumping point. They really could have gone a hundred different directions with this. That's what I get mad about when like what I'm trying to say is like you get this chance here. Here comes Ghostbusters Afterlife, mm-hmm. which will be. Technically, Ghostbusters 4. 
but the the 2016 Ghostbusters, here's your chance to world build. And that's just what I get aggravated with. It's like, you've got a franchise. We already know. We don't need to be told, again, how this started out. Mm. We know. Just jump into it and build. Mm. You know, it's kind of like Minecraft. You can build upon somebody else's crap. You just got to get in there and delve into it. Whereas the 2016 outing was just like, all of this other stuff is junk and garbage. We're well, going to rebuild. The, the 20, and every male in this movie is stupid. The 2016 one is actually what happens when you let some Paul jackass Fade. into your Minecraft world who has their own idea for what Paul your Fade. building should look like. You know, I can't shit on that guy because he gave us some Paul great Fade. movies. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Spy was great. Spy. A Simple Favor was also great. Spy? Uh, the Melissa McCarthy um, spy movie had Jason Statham in it. Played Jude a complete uh, fucking moron. Was that on Jude Law? Which is Jude Law? Jude in Law's one? in it. Yeah. Okay, I've seen that. Uh, that one was great. Bridesmaids also great. Like, All right, that was like his first big outing. Bridesmaids. I'm it? just saying, like he has more hits than anything, and a simple favor, which came out last year, I think, or the year before, was I don't also know. see since really the 2016. Good. I haven't touched anything. If Paul Feig's even remotely attached to it, I'm just like, nope. Uh, just because I don't want feminism shoved down my throat. I had enough of that in college. Um, <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't see it as feminist propaganda. I just saw it as somebody who tried to take something, make it more palatable for a younger generation or a different generation. One that's a lot more, I would say. I feel like he was trying to it, force they, woke culture on us. They when were you don't need to, to force it, it just is. I didn't even know if they were trying to force woke culture so much as it was just, these are female Ghostbusters. Like, I never got that vibe from it. What I got was that the comedy tried way too hard, so it suffered from Transformers 2 syndrome. Yes. Um, oh, my God, that was awful. Where the comedy's just forced down your throat, and it just didn't fucking work because they repeated the same joke so often that you're like... How many times can Melissa McCarthy complain about soup and make it funny? Because it right. happens four separate fucking times in that movie. Absolutely. Because quit ordering thing, the wonton soup. Right. That's all I got to say. Like, okay. The best thing in that whole movie was the Egon equivalent. Uh, she was awesome. I, was, I can't think of her name. And I, she was in that... Uh, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon, yes. Yeah. She was in that uh, The Spy Who Dumped Me or something yeah, like that. Yeah. that shit, she's hilarious. I, she's great. I also loved Leslie Jones. Um, her... I mean, she wasn't quite a Winston replacement, but she was the funniest one out of the four. But she still, seemed like, I don't she know. Still she, Winston, though. Oh, oh yeah, she uncle. was. Like, it was her <laughs> uncle who owned a funeral service, which right. is how they got the act Yeah, the act, yeah, right? Like, I don't know, because see, she pissed me off the most. Like, I could almost forgive everybody else except her character, because I thought she was very stereotypical. She was. Okay, she was actually, super stereotypical. I didn't she think was. about she that. She was just an angry black yeah. lady that ran the subway. Like, yeah. it, she just... I, I, just I thought she fit the prototypical angry New Yorker. I didn't put the... Well, I, I just they, thought they, she they was did. super stereotypical. There was actually an article that was wrote on that said that she was a stereotypical, stereotypical character um, because every, every other woman on that Ghostbusters female team... Had degrees and she's just working as a as a um, trained teacher. No, see that I remember they caught shit for it, but yeah. I thought I didn't see a problem with it because she was the Winston villain. Like you need mm -hmm. a grounded character, but she at wasn't the same really time, that grounded though. Yeah, like, well, she had a little more street smarts than the rest of them for yeah. sure. She was more common sense. Like this is how the world works. You dumbasses need to catch up. 
Like, I don't know. I just I have so many problems with that whole movie. I do too, but I think it suffers more from remake versus reboot syndrome, which is going into the Brody Bruce argument. Yes. If we're going yes. with Jane Silent Bob reboot. And to be honest, they really need to do that because Ghostbusters too. Janine actually became a Ghostbuster technically. I mean she she helped her Rick Morana as a Ghostbusters too. That's true. Came yeah. out and they were they were in in the Ghostbuster uniform, trying to help the the, the original yeah, team. Yeah, the the, the yeah. slime that had covered the. Yeah, yeah. Can we talk real quick about how Dana Barrett went from being a classically trained symphony per, symphony <laughs> musician to re, uh, restoring old paintings? <laughs> Both of those jobs take several degrees to hold. It's it's the same. <laughs> it's like wait a minute. It's the Why same. Why is Dana set. not a concert? Cellist or whatever no, she is. No, it's the same skill set. If you can use a bow, you can you use, use a paintbrush. A brush. <laughs> Before you can learn to use a gun, first you must learn to use a mop. Right. Like, I, I, I don't um, know. Dopender. That's the whole Dopender. Um, um, Miyagi Sensei. Uh, oh, wax, wax on, wax, wax off. off. <laughs> Except you do that shit on a classic painting, you just ruin the value. Right. Like, and I'd like to apologize, Reckless White. I was wrong with the soundtrack for Ghostbusters mm-hmm. 1. I was actually talking about Ghostbusters 2, which I should have just let it run. But Ghostbusters 1 still had the original Ghostbusters soundtrack on it and had air supply. Yeah. So it's still... Right. So... Right. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny now because <clears throat> if Dana would have screwed up on a classic painting, it would have been like Paul Feig screwing up a classic work. Right, with exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, hey, the, I mean, hey, that's, that's great. I mean, that was one of those things, like, I considered it... That Ghostbusters in its own vein, considering the original show up and they're not their characters. The greatest line, I think, from that entire movie is when Dan Aykroyd shows up and basically corrects them on mm. what they're the class. This now that yeah. what you got here is a class three, blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, this ain't nothing. This is just a class three super spectrum. Where, yeah. You know, and it's just like, ha, original Ghostbusters told you something. Um, right. And he's only a cab driver. By right, too. exactly. Kind of shows um, that eclectic nature of New York where it's like everybody has some kind of weird thing yeah. they know and it all comes together. I don't know. I'd like to go to New York just to talk to some of these people, but I'm probably sure I'd just get punched in the face. So so let's talk about this. Okay? That's how they say hi. <laughs> I thought that was the bird. Oh, that's how they said hi. Flipping the bird at you. A little yeah. bit of balls. I got the so. finger in New York. Who would have right. thought? <laughs> so my thing is, in Ghostbusters 2, how did we get... Um, Viggo! I love uh, that guy. I can't remember that guy's name. Uh, he was an Ally McNeil. Uh, like, that's just where I remember him. What? The Wizard of Oz. We got a portion of that in Ghostbusters 2. How when, so? When, was it Viggo, the guy, the guy who was assistant? The Carpathian? Oh, not, the, not, the not, assistant. Yanush. Yanush, yes, Yanush. On a bicycle? <laughs> really? Like the Wicked Witch? <laughs> yeah. I mean, come on! <laughs> there was a little bit of that. There was. Uh... And I don't know, that character was kind of... And Jesus Christ, is Dana Barrett just cursed? Yes. Like, is she just cursed? Yes. Like, <laughs> Apparently she has the perfect possession, baby. Like, I don't know yes. why it has to target her kid, aside from the fact the painting's in that museum and he happens to know she has a baby. Right. That's, like, that's about it, but it's just like, what the fuck? Like, Janice at the front counter might, like, I don't know. Right, like, why... Why First, Spook Central... Yeah. And then, uh, like, her and Peter, it's like, uh, I love the, the when they talk to her, and they're talking to her behind Peter's back, hmm. because they don't want Peter to know that they're talking to her. And then Peter just twists Ray's ear. Who is it? Who is, who is it? Damn, yeah. Barrett! Um, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, 
when you started calling me the old ball and chain is when I decided I was going to leave. <laughs> so we do know that Peter and Dana dated. Yeah. Uh, and that could have, like, for a minute, like, especially when I was a kid, I thought that might have been Peter's kid. Yeah, but it was not Peter's kid. Uh, I actually kind of think that it was probably the sniffly guy from the first one's kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, yeah. sir, I hope you feel better. <laughs> Which, you know, you know what's interesting is when they just put something in there. Why is she the cousin of the That's what I'm saying. Is she just hmm. cursed? I mean, she was technically inhabited by a portion of a um, god because yeah. Gozer so, was, a, was a god. Um, oh, yes. That's why they, the Gozers couldn't really... What was she? Her. Was she the gatekeeper? Was, or the key, he was. Uh, there is no was Dana, key, only Zool. Lewis was the that. key master, and yes. Dana was the gatekeeper. Yeah. Yes, and they had to bone I, for the gate. <laughs> I, I still love yeah. the fact. Hey, can we say Lewis got him some? Yeah, Lewis got him some, whether he was possessed or not. Right, Lewis Tully was yeah. probably the only one to get some action in that whole Multiple movie. Action because he got it on Janine. Yeah, oh yeah, like, well, that was the second one, wasn't it? I almost made that joke. It's like for the first and last time he got some. The like, only, the, the only yeah, one in the movies getting any is Lewis Tully. That is great. <laughs> See, if there is well, justice no, 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 no. in the world. Ray did get some, get some ghost loving. Well, but was that a dream? Oh. I was thinking that he was having a dream that he was getting a little action from the ghost, the pretty ghost lady. Yeah. So, I don't think he did. I think he just dreamt it. It was a fantasy. I do love, like, when she unzips his pants and just shows his face and his eyes go cross. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the nerdiest guy in the whole movie is the yes. only one getting any action. Uh, and that's just the power of Rick Moranis. Right. That is just the power of Rick Moranis. So we got uh, Janusz and we got Vigo, the Carpathian. Yes. Um, I don't remember how the ooze, the slime tied into it. I just remember there was slime. And uh, I've watched this movie and it was, countless see, number of times. I can't remember because apparently it's a whole subterranean um, underground. Like, you know, it runs all over New York. It's right. yeah. all over here. I don't know where it comes from. <laughs> the angriest city on the planet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it gets defeated by positive feelings. So what was the music that they played to make the thing? Lifting me higher. Yeah, yeah. Higher, higher, higher and higher. Yeah, yeah that's right. Oh, Gets the God. Statue of Liberty going, yeah. too. Yeah. Oh, lifting me higher. Oh, that was great. And there's always some kind of gigantic kaiju mm-hmm. at the end. In the beginning, in the first one, it's a bad one. In the second one, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. So, like, and that kind of makes me think of uh, the episode. Uh, I kind of... I kind of want to get a little bit of explanation as to what the hell they did with the Statue of Liberty after. Right? Did they just walk her back to place? And, like, and isn't she made out of copper? Right. Like, did they have to fix any cracks and stuff they put in? Yeah, like the mayor's just waiting for him outside, like, you guys are going to fix this shit. Right. Like, that's the, you guys thought we getting stiffed on the bill from the last time? You don't put her back, you're screwed. That's a lot of copper. But, um, and that was before they changed the thing to gold wasn't it yeah that was before they changed the flame to gold yeah when it actually still had a real flame uh yeah we could use some of that goop, goop stuff 
I don't know, not not Bloomington, because I know Bloomington's in the top five cities in America. So even at that, if I could have my freaking toaster dance, right, I'd do sure. it tomorrow. <laughs> right. That would, they, they, didn't they? Didn't one of them propose um, selling the goof in um in products? Oh yeah, Peter, when they were showing him the dancing toaster, he's like, oh, oh, baby, you're gonna get me through the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Uh, so the the second one, the Carpathian. I can't remember about Vigo. I really he was can't. Supposed to be some type of um, kind of conqueror yeah, like or horrible warlord, like despot he, kind of guy. Yeah, he dealt he he dealt with the Neil Cold or something like that. And a Carpathian that makes me think of Transylvania area, Probably. maybe descendant of Vlad the well, Impaler. Yeah, they had that whole essence with his with his. Um, outfit in, in, in the painting. It was oh, yeah. sort of Dracula. 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 Yeah. Without, I don't know. I because I didn't really like Vigo. I'll be honest. No, like, I, I didn't care about him. He wasn't was really a great, villain. great. Yeah, villain. like I feel like if he if he was like that Turkish, you know, Transylvanian like, area. If anything, he'd be a freaking descendant of Nandor from <laughs> what we do in the shadows. Right. Like that. I haven't watched that yet. I need to. I need to watch the latest episode with Mark Hamill. Uh, I, I can't say though those pictures that that painting. I've um, experienced paintings like that, like wherever you go, it looks like it's looking at you. Yeah, but I are, think they're they're done that well. Yeah, they are. They are. My um, one of my uh, grandparents um, had a picture of Jesus Christ. Oh, um, that would terrify me. Wherever you move in the house, the eyes will always be there in that space, looking. Oh, like that it's definitely looking makes sense. And that was Jesus. The only picture walking, of Jesus Christ right? you will yeah. ever see in my house will be the one that it's ugly one that looks like Jesus. And I'm just going to hang it just to be funny. Oh, yeah, this is my Jesus. Are you going to put, up like, a Bible verse right below it? Oh, though? absolutely. Okay, that works then. <laughs> Come <Yeah>. to me, <laughs> uh, whatever, all you faithful, I guess. That's Christmas Carol, isn't it? Uh, I don't know. I am not religious um, at all. Uh, I do know there is somebody, like, somebody I know personally that had... Her, like their grandparents or something had that picture of Obi-Wan that they yes. hung up and they thought it was Jesus. And I just like, no way. You're bullshitting me. It can't be real. That was actually one of my, my grandparents. Yeah. Ghost. And I, I think that's kind of the fun part about Ghostbusters too is like everybody has a ghost story. Yeah. Right. Think, like in their lifetime. Like they've yes. seen something that just. It's kind of like um, uh, Point Pleasant, Virginia, West Virginia. You go there, uh, everybody's got either a UFO story, a ghost story, or a Mothman story. I, and I think it'd be fun just to go and talk to the people and hear their damn stories. You know what, how much it sucks to have seen that movie, and then when you drive through it, get stuck on that bridge in traffic? <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm no. not going to lie, I don't think I'd go on that bridge. I had to. I, had, uh, I was driving through there. I was going to see my parents who lived out in Virginia, and I will be damned if that did not happen. Because I want off. Y'all need to move. You ain't seen this movie? Go! <laughs> like, nobody's honking. No one's just sitting there panicking. I'm like, I mean... All right, I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, I know I don't take everything that Richard Gere's in as fact, but come on, guys. Like, you right. know, I, Richard Gerbil Gear. Yeah. On. Supposedly a rumor started by Sylvester Stallone. Was it? Because I thought it started Supposedly. on... Supposedly. I thought it started on uh, In Living Color. Oh, I don't know. Okay. Supposedly... When, uh, what was it? Damon Wayans and... Uh, was it... Uh, Supposedly Sylvester Stallone and Richard Gere had a David Allen Greer. had a beef back in the eighties, and oh, a lot yeah. of people are just attributing that to him now. I doubt there's any truth to it. I don't know when you guys remember that skit from that though. You guys watch Living, Living Color? Color, yeah, where Damon Wayans and David Allen Greer would dress up like 
they were like feminine. Oh yeah. They, oh, yeah. Bald, they were that. still bald. Like they then they would gossip like celebrity yeah. gossip. I thought that's where that came from. Mm. But uh, I digress. Uh, Richard Gere has nothing to do with the Ghostbusters. <laughs> Yet, who knows? Maybe he could. You know. Make I don't it. know. Is Richard Gere do anything now? Yeah, he, uh, he does just, a few things here and there. Yeah, he I think he's. I think he's one of those. Kid. He's had an incredibly. He's like sixties. Yeah, but he is young. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. He's it's Richard Gere. He's had an incredibly like long career though. He doesn't have to do anything if he doesn't want to. Somebody's got to put the gerbil in and out. Oh, <laughs> sorry. Couldn't resist. It was right open. I'm gonna, it was right there. I'm I had to take it. There's no hanging fruit, but it had to take. It had to be done. <laughs> I feel like we just swung that. Wow. God damn, that just went hard left. Okay. Okay. Uh, it had to be done. It had to be done. Mm. All right. Um. And it kind of swings back to Brody Bruce from Mallrats. Remember right. his opening, uh, how else am I supposed to get the triple out? That, <laughs> that story? Oh, oh, Brody. Jesus, that is... Speaking wow. of, since the uh, the reboot remake of uh, Jay and Bob did so well, mm. uh, I don't know if it did well in the theaters itself, but it did well selling. Yeah, people have rented it and bought it and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, they're gonna do the Twilight of the Mall Rats. Oh, they are. Yes, I'm in. Um, Shannon Doherty's in of all people. I'm surprised, right? Like super bitch herself is gonna come back. Sure, <laughs> well, sure. she's probably not getting too many, too many roles yeah. here lately. I mean, I imagine that, and she's dying. Yeah, I don't know. She's awful, I... curmudgeonly and cranky. I know she's. I know she's been labeled as extremely difficult to work with. I mean, she's been fired by the same boss twice. Yeah. So obviously, you see some value in her. Yes, that's fired twice. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like she's obviously good at what she does, but eventually, if you become too difficult to work with, they just quit hiring you. Like, yeah, pretty they, much. You I know, mean, Catherine Heigl, uh, Shannon yeah. Doherty. Who are some of these other? Uh, Tara Reid. I would say Steven Seagal, but. Clearly, I mean, no, he still, cranks out those awful movies yeah, about two aren't a they, year. Aren't they done in Russia now, they though? Are. Yeah. Are they all yeah. done? Because I know he was going. He was doing them in Louisiana because Louisiana had like this weird boom in film mm-hmm. and entertainment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's where you got. They filmed the entire uh, Steven Seagal, not Steven Seagal. Sylvester Stallone did all his movies when he had a, that weird comeback where he yeah. did a bunch. They're all Louisiana. Okay. All of them. Um, you see that. All, but all the Expendables did Louisiana. Yeah. Filmmaking, uh, Balboa. Yeah. That was in, uh, with the exception of the stuff that had to be done in New York, they did a lot of the stuff in Louisiana. Uh, Louisiana is like number five in the world for film. And it's kind of not hard to see why. I mean, you have every backdrop you could possibly have within 100 miles of Louisiana. Like if you want desert. Texas. If you want swamps, Louisiana. You want mountains, you can go here. You want, you know, they have it That's all true. right there. They really do. They have suburban. They have they have high city. So um, I think it's dropped off a little bit in the, over the last couple of years because it was super cheap. Like I know WWE had yeah. uh, when they would do movies that would do movies oh, yeah. and stuff. Like there were some some of those god awful WWE movies where like they're running down the street and I'm like, motherfucker, is it? Baton Rouge. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Some of those terrible WWE movies where they're like, here, let's just give John Cena a movie career. Like that's the, <laughs> we'll get it started right here. And then he'll become a. Just, he's he's like a, he's like a dumbed down version of the rock. 
Yeah. Whereas The Rock is actually good at what he does. John Cena is just kind of like... I don't know, man. Like John, Deadpool would say, John he just kind of dumbs his way through it. John Cena's growing on me because... Oh, no, he, I'm sure... Bumblebee was great. So was uh, Blockers. Blockers, I remember that. That was, was a great movie. Yeah. Like, he... Cock blockers. He brings, he brings a lot. Intended, um, or uh, implied. Surprisingly enough, like, he has that same kind of... Yeah, he kind of is a dumbed-down version of The Rock, just as cuddly, though. Like, that's that's why he keeps... <laughs> I don't know. See, I have up. a special fear Train of rock. The Rock. Train See, I'll never watch it. I'll oh. never watch it. I love that You movie. cannot pay me money to see anything with Amy Schumer in it. Mm. Uh, but, like, uh, i trying to think. Well, yeah, Bumblebee was great. His character in Psych was awesome, where he was Juliet's brother. Oh, yeah. He would show up, uh, Aaron. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he would show up. I think he's supposed to be in the new Psych movie. Better be. Um, honestly, shit, I could see him being in a Ghostbusters movie. I could see it, actually. He's kind of got that goofiness about him. Yeah. He can do comedy well. Yeah. The Rock can do comedy, too. And if you don't believe that, just no, look at uh, I, look yeah. at uh, Be Cool. Or any appearance he's ever made on Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He is wonderful. Yeah. Uh, but Be Cool, where he's got them... Baby blue leather pants on, smacking his ass, going yes, doing that. I was just doing like, that Dude. monologue from Bring It On. <laughs> yes, yep. not a monologue. It's a dialogue. He gets in trouble. They're oh like, yeah. Well, you're supposed to be doing a monologue, and what you're doing is a dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> Vince Vaughn is the bad guy, sort of. Yeah. Oh god. I, god, I can't. If we were to fan cast some Ghostbusters. For the I mean, new, for this new generation, I'd like I to tell you the truth. I would honestly like to see more female presence in it. That's fine. However, I have no problem with that. I will say them casting Carrie Coon though. I am one hundred percent on board for that. Who? Ka- I don't remember Carrie Coon from uh, the Leftovers. Okay. If, I swear to God, everything I see her in now, like I'll I'll sit down and watch it because in the Leftovers, she absolutely won me over, like for life. Did they have the girl from Sam or Sam and Cat or Ike Harley? Was she in that? That one, the leftovers. Mm, I don't know, actually. I am not too familiar with that. Uh, but I don't know if you guys remember. They had a script before Paul Fegg decided he was going to shit in a tortilla and call it a burrito. Um, they had a script and it was leaked mm. online because they decided not to go with it. And originally, it was supposed to have like Jonah Hill and Emma Stone. I do remember. And I've read bits and pieces of this script, and that script had more of a female presence in it, but was good. Mm-hmm. Whereas Paul Feggs was just like, no, nah, men are too stupid to understand this, so it's all women. Uh, yeah. God, they, they, there's they a difference between so... throwing something in your face and trying to shove it down as hard as you can and just doing it. Like, yeah. I don't know. When you, you know make what, a big show like that, I feel really, like it's being forced on you. You know what really made me mad in the, the reboot? 16 reboot was the fighting of the ghosts like they they were going straight up action movie where you could literally just kill these things again and for some reason that really bothered me i I kind of it did seem it was the i kind of figured with the way the ghosts are in being like containing them was the only way to stop them like to me that was a huge Slap in the face to Ghostbusters lore for some reason, yeah. and I couldn't quite get on board with it. I was then on board. I the, it was all CGI, and I missed the Muppets, the puppet yeah. ghosts. Though they were fun, they kind of yeah, told I me when mind. I was a kid. They told me these things aren't real. 
It kind of looked like all of the ghosts in the new and the more recent ones who were made from like neon. Yeah, like, like so. It was it, very Batman and Robin feeling. I think that's why it bothered me so much. Yeah, it was very neon, very bright. And, because I don't know, if even they the dark parts, if they it. wouldn't have overdone that movie as much as they did, toned down the scripts because there's only so many times Chris Hemsworth cleaning his non-lensed glasses can be lenses funny. Or t-shirt, white t-shirt. Yeah, or you know, fucking up walking through a door. Like, okay, <laughs> I get it. He's an idiot, but he can do other stupid things. So the, thing, right. the thing for me that. With the I, like, Magna Rock. I, I like movies just for movies. So yeah. I know a lot of people have issues with the message that the 2016 version was putting out there. But the biggest thing that I got, sort of leading to what you what what the Toothman was saying over here, is um the way they did fight the ghosts was weird because basically they were they were fighting ectoplasm rather than the ghosts because you yeah. can destroy ectoplasm. A ghost is an eternal spirit. Right. Or, or an echo of a spirit. You really can't fight that in the way they fought it. In the in the tech. So I'm a big... Anytime I see a sci-fi movie or a supernatural movie, I look at the tech. Yeah. The tech that they used, they did use the original Proton. Was that concept. girl's name, was that the one we were talking about earlier? Her name was Abby? I think, yeah. yeah. The, the my, goofy yeah. one that yeah. was basically like... And Sigourney Weaver showed up at the end where she yeah. was like her mentor. Exactly. Like, okay, I loved her. She was awesome and just weird. And that's the weird thing to me is that the cast for that movie was so great, but I think that was part of, of the, the problem. problem is you have all of those personalities that could hold their own movie by themselves. And now they're all vying for the same spotlight. They're all trying to be the same one. spotlight in a poorly written script. Right. Well, not even the, that. Like even didn't didn't Kristen Wiig and uh Melissa McCarthy basically fight over who was the leader the entire time. Yeah, which to me was, I mean, and like there was no leader in the original Ghostbusters. No, they none of them cared. Yeah, exactly. like that was the and you clearly knew Vankman didn't want to be the leader. He was just along for the ride. He like, was along to see how much poon he can get. Right. Yeah, like he was clearly in it for all the wrong reasons. Oh yeah, like monetary was, and poon. Like the notoriety, he wanted the fame. Is what yeah. if Bateman was e- about. Egon wanted the data, kind of no matter how he got it. Right. And Ray was there to make sure they all kept grounded on being a, like having a mission that they were doing for good. Well, and no, then, I think Ray was just all excited. He was the excitement of it. It was just fun for him. Oh, Whereas yeah. Winston was like... But hey, Winston uh, was just there for a paycheck initially. And, and there for a paycheck, but he was the one that was like, it. let's get this done. Right. You know? I, I do love when they got arrested. No, I wasn't even there. <laughs> I just worked for these guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Winston. That is really I love Winston. Winston's great. It's the Brody Bruce argument again, where they take just the idea of what you love, take nothing of what you loved in it, repackage it with a few new flares and try to pass it off as something original. Right. Which clearly we knew it wasn't. Oh, yeah. Like, it, it was a reboot. We understand that. There will be differences. We understand that, too. They could have an all-female Ghostbusters if you just get a good script with it or even build off of what came before. And I agree that it is about the script because, I mean, you can't say... You had a, you had a bunch of... Um... Like Ocean's 8, an all-female remake of, you know, Ocean's 11, essentially, just mm-hmm. was... Pretty damn good, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, I loved it. I, I love the hell out of that movie. That was a and great And once movie. again, you have a really good cast, 
but they're not all fighting for the same tired, poorly written jokes. Right. Right. Yeah. Like it, it just, it works because I kind of wish that Ocean's 8 would have done better. Though. And I think that's probably part of the problem too, is that uh, the new Ghostbusters didn't really seem to have any outstanding character. Like, it also they didn't have any heart. That's and the there was problem. no heart. You're right. And that was, that was, a, that was a thing because like I was trying to get to earlier was, um, Look it at the original no cast for the original series. You had those guys in their own right, in their own time period, where they are very famous. They're like the top of the line for comedy actors, yeah. for actors, period, in that genre. And then you flip it to the 2016 version, and these ladies also, in their own right, as comedians, female comedians at that, are very are pretty funny. I mean, you, got, you had the cast of Saturday Night Live, basically. Pretty with, much. With, with Both Melissa, times. Exactly. Three of them. Exactly. Yeah. And so to say, to say that it was them... Times. Who didn't make the movie? I think that's that's wrong. I think it's like you're like like. No, I, I place the blame solely it's on Paul Fegg's left. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I mean, totally agree with that. Yeah. No, I mean, Paul. no, the 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 actresses. I love all of those women. Uh, like I said, those are all great actresses. I was never um, sure how to pronounce his name. Feig, 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 Fum. Yeah, uh, I don't know. He's. I don't. I just. I want to see uh, Simon Glow as a Ghostbuster. Oh, nope. I'll agree with that. Did you say Summer Glau? Yes. Yep. I don't know. I keep seeing her as the Terminator. Was she the Terminator? She was in the, the Terminator series? in the series. In the yeah, series? the Sarah, Sarah Connor, Connor Chronicles. Yeah. yeah. And then, of course, you know, uh, uh, I'm blanking Firefly. Yes. Uh, you know what's kind of funny is I could take a Firefly reunion in the guise of Ghostbusters just having those same oh, that would be amazing. characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alan Tiddeck and, uh, and Nathan, Nathan Fillion, Fillion Summer Blau. I, I don't um, even care if you have like six Ghostbusters at that her, point. We can always add more. In, in, oh, yeah, absolutely. That, well, they talked about franchising. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, her brother in Firefly, Simon. Okay. I don't know that guy's name. Oh, uh, I know. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, like they're talking about this the Borderlands movie coming out, mm. and they want that guy to be Handsome Jack. Mm. Oh, and he would be that's spot perfect on. for it. Oh, my answer. <laughs> they they <laughs> I mean, hell, Borderlands three couldn't even walk away from Handsome Jack. Well, they're completely. looking at like Kate Blanchett is gonna is already signed on. Really? Yeah, like. When they said she, that, I, mean, I was like, holy shit, I mean, are they really trying? She's obviously Firehawk. It has to be. Lilith? Yeah. Depend, well, it wouldn't be the Firehawk in the first if they're doing no, the first one. But, but, like, holy crap. Kate, like, that's the name. That's, that's a huge that's name. That's talent uh, to come down for this Mad Max-style first-person shooter movie. She does, actually. Listen, Summer Glass. She looks a little less cigar. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I think we might know how to get her in the movie. All right. I want Alan Tiddick in it, though. I do, too. Uh, how do you... Tiddick? 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 I don't... I'm not sure. I don't know. He's amazing, though. Yeah, yeah, he Like, is. he can do anything. Well, clearly, he was freaking Hey Hey in Moana. Like, hey Hey. Could have clearly just used stock chicken sounds, but they just chose to use him. Right, though. He, uh... And still, my favorite to this day... Droid. Yep. Droid. Uh, in Star Wars, K two S O, and he's the greatest. That's just like what is the? He's just the sarcasm bot. Is all he is. So here's, I guess here's the question. Going back to Ghostbusters, then, since we know that when they tried to do it in 2016 and they tried to make it, I think they tried to appeal they way too much. It. 
They did. But that goes back to my theory. If you have a series that goes long, long enough, eventually it will get Schumachered. Mm-hmm. And if it keeps going on and on, you'll have repeat cycles just, of Schumacher. I was just looking at something where basically, like, Joel Schumacher made some good shit he before did. he Schumachered See, Batman. that's the thing. He, Joel Schumacher was... Actually, I shouldn't say was. He is a good director in his own right. But whatever the hell happened with Well, that, I mean, the Batman Forever wasn't that bad. I mean, it was so good that they cranked out a bad one a year later. Let's yeah. not talk about Batman right now. We got yeah. this new one coming out. So, that is horrible. Uh, um, I, I, I had <laughs> hopes. I had high hopes. Like, because, I mean, everybody was bitching about Heath Ledger. Yep. And I, everybody's bitching about Robert Pattinson. I I'm like, well, everybody bitched about Heath Ledger, so I'm going to wait to see it. But in after every, reading that crap that Robert Pattinson said, mm-hmm. I'm really worried about this new movie. I was all on board for Robert Pattinson. Like, if you see his work in, like, indie movies and stuff, he's great. Yeah. But, and I thought he could pull off that broodingness of Batman while still coming across as a normal uh, from dude. From what he's saying, there yeah. is none of that. Yeah, okay. So it is all high color and fantastic, and he's going to be a happy-go-lucky Batman. And I, I just think that is not... Like I said, if that's the case, they need to break him by the end of the movie to make him that, like, you know... Well, I mean, geez, I don't, let's, that's a, we're going but, to talk Batman another day. But no, what I, I screamed for hours about what I read what last I was, night. What I was thinking, though, swinging everything back around to Ghostbusters, if we know that they made that for the YouTube generation of low attention span, then yeah. it, that's kind of what I attribute it to, is that it felt jumpy and uneven, almost like they didn't think they could hold your attention from one moment to the next. Mm-hmm. They were thinking, well, these original movies came out in the 80s, early 90s. Whatever. 80s, yeah. Yeah, both 80s, 84, whatever. 84, 89, 84, 89. It was 84 and 89? Okay, yeah. So they're thinking that, you know, they, they wanted to bring it in for the new generation, but they clearly didn't seem to care about the fact that the people who grew up with it were going to be in the theaters too. Right, like... that, And that's, that's where the heart got lost. Right. Uh, well, it's kind of like with The Force Awakens. Like, there was just enough fan service well, I mean, in it... Was, it. Well, yeah, but it done in, in like Brody, you know, yeah. packaged differently yeah. and, and made it something different. But it did actually make it into something different, whereas... Kind of. They still have know. their MacGuffins. And, I mean, yeah, they Abrams have super and, weapons and yeah. lens flares. And, oh, sorry, that's an Abrams thing, lens flare. Um, lens flares, yeah, the lens yeah. flares. He's um, so obsessed with those. Yeah, see. even his wife asked him to tone it back. Like, I thought that was funny. <laughs> hey, lens flare, off. Yeah. Um so here's the thing. I like J.J. Abrams nine times out of ten. Right, yeah. I will say his ability to hype up mystery is not needed everywhere. No, no. Just no. make a just make a fucking straightforward movie. Just, right. you know, like it, not everything needs to be a mystery box. There's some questions you don't need to answer in every episode. If you know you're going to have an episodic thing. But don't set up 400 questions that we want answered by the end of it if there's only three movies. Right, exactly. So, I have a question for you guys. But, What's up? Yeah. With the Ghostbusters. No, 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 no. Uh, We're going back to the firehouse. Was the firehouse in the same place in the original as in the 2016? I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure they used yeah. the same building. So they so they so they already established that the Ghostbusters has a fixed point in time, regardless. Yeah. And so yeah. In reality, I guess they touched on that in the comic because I they, didn't read those comics. They I haven't read any of the IDWs. They don't touch on like in the movie. I know they don't touch on the fact that there were ever any Ghostbusters before them. So it's clearly this is a separate. It's its own entity. Yeah, it's its own entity, its own timeline. If you want to consider it that, mm-hmm. I don't think. Whereas, I like I, like I said, I'm, for this Afterlife movie, 
And my, I've got a friend who absolutely hates I, Paul Rudd. I, oh, really? Yeah, he hates that, that I don't means, know why. That man's a national treasure. I think he's a vampire. Nah, he could be. And like, I remember seeing him. in his 50s. He looks like he's in his 20s. I remember seeing him in a Super Nintendo commercial in the 90s. Nicholas Cage. Nicholas Cage is like that. Wait, Pharrell is 50? Pharrell is like 60. He's closer to being 60 now. Like the singer, Pharrell? Yeah. He's like closer to 60. Yeah, he's like 60 going on 18. <laughs> from the looks of him. All right, I could have swore he was like at most in his 30s. No. No, whatever no shit. Whatever that dude's doing, he needs to share it with the rest of the planet. <laughs> that didn't crack at all. It's one of them cases where black did not crack. That is correct. Yep. <laughs> I know, we talked <laughs> about the Puerto Rican yourself. didn't crack either, you know, with the... the oh, God. All right, so I Sam lied. Jackson's nearly 70. He I didn't lied. show it either. I love he's in his 60s, man. He's, he's going on his 50s. 50s. Yeah. Oh, he's 47. Okay. Still, though. Still. Jeez. Like, I don't know. That's like you just kind of jumped him 10 years. Like, seriously, I, I, look, I look 10 years older than Pharrell, and I'm 15 <laughs> years younger. <laughs> like, that's that's where I'm going with that. Like, Shit, the, I started looking 10 years older than Pharrell when I was 21. Uh, right. Right. <laughs> just old. By the time he hit 30, he was just looking like he went through puberty, maybe. Right. Like, that's, oh, shit. I didn't realize Pharrell was that old. Yeah, he's, so. He's 47. Wow. I mean, if we if we're going back to, I mean, do you think them even having the son of the original director directing this and helping write the script is going to me? Is it going to bring that heart back, or is it so. going to be? Because here's the thing, um, Jason Reitman, I like his work. I do. What else has he done? I, I don't believe, know anything else that, that I know of that he's done. I believe we're looking at things like, uh, if I remember correctly, "Thank You for Smoking" was his. That was amazing. I loved that movie. Um, let's, you know what? I've got IMDb already pulled up. Let's go with it. I know he's done some acting work, too. Um, he was a producer on Up in the Air. He Juno. directed Juno. Which I, I never saw Juno. I kind of hated that movie. It was okay. It was she, okay. she pulled out more references per line than the average Dennis Miller stand-up special, and it just blew my fucking mind. Like, I couldn't rally behind it long enough. I, she was throwing shit out at certain points, and it just it turned me off to the whole thing. Why does Jason Reitman look like he's straight from the Jersey Shore? <laughs> I mean, he at least in his headshot picture on his IMDb page, right. he looks like he is a Jersey Shore cast. He directed on Tully with Charlie Charlie on uh, Front Runner. Okay, that was that's interesting. Up the director, which was a good movie. Yeah. Tully, Let's Hedgy. see. Roast Wait, Battle. Roast, yeah, Roast Battle. He was a producer. Huh. What the hell? Um, and a lot of these I haven't seen. I guess he was a, a writer for a couple episodes of The Office and Saturday Night Live. I definitely believe that. Um, he got some, some credit. Yeah, he wrote The Front Runner. I mean, that was, I'm pretty sure that was the Hugh Jackman one, wasn't it? Yeah, Front Runner yeah. and Hugh Jackman came out two years ago. One about Gary Hart the uh, monkey business photo. <laughs> that, wasn't that right? The, yeah. Let's see what he's got coming out. A little bit of history for all you guys out there. Especially up in the air, though. That's so, that sells me because that was a good movie. That Monday, was a really good with movie. With George Clooney. Yeah. But are these comedies? Like, that comedies. Up in the air it was. I didn't, I don't know. I didn't consider that much a comedy. See, Ghostbusters Thank you for up. smoking was definitely oh, yeah. a comedy. Oh, yeah. Thank you for smoking was hilarious. Also, he gets kidnapped and all the... Also the nicotine pretty, patch is stuck on him, and mm-hmm. then put it like the what was it the uh, pretty brilliant satire of the smoking debate. Anyway. Oh yeah, like and then at the end, I mean, at the cell phone thing. Yeah, at the end, he you know he even says it in front of Congress. You know, like people 
know the facts about smoking, they'll decide for themselves. Right. You know, like... March 5th, 2021, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Did that get pushed back? Because I feel like that was supposed to come out this year. Afterlife, Ghostbusters. Yeah. It probably did get pushed back. It got pushed back. It's saying 2021 here. Yeah, it says March 5th, 2021, which I feel like it was supposed to come out this summer. So, I'm kind of wondering. God damn you, Corona! I'm kind of wondering now how much of of a part the uh, original Ghostbusters are going to play in this whole thing. Well, I mean, if this is the Egon legacy, a big part, I'm guessing. I would think so, but... Kind of makes it sound like since they're so far removed from New York that you're going to have to have the whole the shit goes down. They start finding all this equipment lying around the old farmhouse there because it kind of looks like it's more rural. I've seen the preview. Have you guys, you guys have seen the trailer? Right? Yeah. Where it talks about how there hasn't been a ghost sighting since the 80s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm guessing there hasn't been a ghost since 89. But clearly... The reason all that stuff is there in the first place is because one of the OGs knew something was there. I think Egon, with all his data and everything, Mm -hmm. uh, I think Egon knew something was going to happen there. That's what I'm saying. I think he's going to tie back into Gozer. Yeah, you won't won't see probably an original Ghostbuster in that movie, though, until about halfway through it. I don't know, because it does say all of them are coming. Yeah. It does say all of them are coming. I mean, they might show up even for the final fight, like, or to train the new generation, like, this is what you guys need to do to be able to do to fight this, you There's know. Even saying Sigourney Weaver is going to do it. Hmm. So, you got Vakeman, Stance, and Zetamore. So, yep. is um, Ernie coming back as Winston? Janine. I mean, hell, Annie Potts, Potts is, is gonna, even yeah, in it. Ernie's yeah, coming back as Winston, Zetamore. Annie Potts is coming back as Janine. Uh, there, there's going to be a character named Swayze. Uh, it's one of the kids. Bokeen Woodbine. Okay. Yes. Like, that's a name a lot of people probably don't know, but they've seen him in something. Uh, like, that dude is in a lot. Oh, God, yeah. No, uh, I know that. He was um, in uh, He was in Homecoming. Homecoming. Yeah, yeah. He was the Shocker. The second Shocker. The second Shocker. Thank yeah. you. Uh, yeah, that dude is in a lot. I see something kind of funny. Uh, I, or Jason Reitman's acting credits. Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> Uh, one of the brownstone boys nice. back in the yeah, that's kind of funny. Where you at, right? This is good full circle for him now, right? Wait. I mean, just a. I mean, yeah, Bokeem, um, he's been and the thing about Bokeem also we were talking about he's him, been in... is that he's played all like all genres. He's definitely done the sci-fi genres. Mm. Um, he's done um the serious drum um, dramas. He was in Jason's Lyric back in the day. Um, yeah. He was a brother in Jason Lyric. He's been um, a vampire, well, a cop. Jason's Lyric, that's that one of them heartbreaking kid has yeah, cancer movies. Yeah, oh, my God. Uh, I know what you're talking about. Jesus, that, that movie. Talk about kill you at the end of it. Um, he's, um, he was in Twins. Yeah. Beethoven's Second, Kindergarten Cop. Uh, yeah. Or no, I'm down at Miscellaneous Crew now. Twins was his earliest acting credit. I missed something here. Ghostbusters, Kindergarten. Oh, he was in Kindergarten. Kissing Boy in Kindergarten Cut. He's another guy that's 47, just like Pharrell. Yeah, <laughs> and he still looks like he's in his 30s, late Right. 20s. Apparently, Bo Keem Woodbine's going to be in the Halo series. Nice. As well. Okay. Yeah. Nice. He is Soren 066. Yeah. Huh. 
But yeah, he's played and he has his background is he was Blade in one too, I think. I think or he was in Blade. He's played in Blade as a as somebody. Yeah, he wasn't he wasn't the Blade because that was another guy from a um it was, that was a rapper dude. Yeah, I was gonna say, oh dude, the, for the series that yeah. was a rapper. But he was in I think an episode. I think they tried to get him to play Blade. But it would have been better. I mean, I'm I'm kind of happy with what they got now. Mm. Uh, Marshala. Uh, yeah, Marshala Ali. He's gonna be he's gonna be awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, Larry then talking mm. about having um. Oh God, I can't think of his name. Guy played Deacon Frost. Oh, uh, uh, they're actually best friends. Stephen Dorff. Stephen Dorff and yeah. Marshal yeah. Ali are actually like best friends. And Marshal Ali wants him to come back as Deacon Frost. Nice. Which would be, be interesting. Actually, that'd be good. I liked him as Deacon Frost. So right. So all right, we're we've kind of glazed over too, just because it's definitely the inferior of the originals. Yeah. Uh, I mean it. It was worth another go- Ghostbusters outing. It's worth watching. Hmm. But it's definitely not as fun. Until we get to... And then we've... I don't 2016's makes it look like a masterpiece by comparison. Oh, and yeah. That, 2016 is so bad. Ghostbusters it, 2 looks so much better. And it kind of bothers me to say that because I, I went to the theaters to see the 2016 one because... Well, I hated the backlash it was receiving just for simply making it an all-female outing. I, I had no problem with it being an all-female outing until and, I saw the movie. And I wanted this thing to succeed because, you know... Ghostbusters. Pro- well, yeah, it's Ghostbusters and prove that the dumbass bro's wrong. You know, like, right. you know, ladies can do stuff. Just get over it. Move ladies on. can do stuff. Max, but this movie... By the was, way, Furiosa uh, and Mad Max was an incredible... Ca- like, like... The backlash even from that, I'm like, you guys about shat on Mad Max way too hard for just having Furiosa being essentially the main character, and she was fucking great. Yeah, she was. Uh, you know, so, like, clearly these things need to happen. This direction needs to be taken. Uh, but then when you see it and you're like, this has zero of the soul or heart that... I feel like it was any- done just for the sake of doing it. Yeah, it was done to appease people, and when you do that, you force it, it doesn't work. Whereas, like, the original Ghostbusters well, was just, it just kind of happened. It I mean, was amazing. The original Ghostbusters also catered to the specific strengths of the, the individual actors. actors. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, obviously, Bill Murray and the extremely so dry, I need a glass of water to listen to this delivery. Like, you oh, know, yeah. that that kind of essence that he has. Uh, that, that Dan Bill Murray's. Dan Aykroyd's eccentric energy. Oh, yeah. Harold Ramis is underspoken, you know, the straight man. Yes. Essentially. And then... Like the time I stopped you from drilling a hole in your head. That would have worked had you not stopped me. Yeah. <laughs> but we will never know because he stopped you. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it it played to the strengths. And then, like, okay, Kristen Wiig, she has... Well, she can do everything. We've been Well, the first thing I lately. ever saw Kristen Wiig in uh-huh. was the Joe Schmo show. She was, oh my God. Was she, she really was Dr. There? Pat. Holy she was, that was the first thing I ever saw her in, where huh. it's basically the fake reality show yeah. where everybody's an actor except one guy. Mm-hmm. And he's the only one not in on the joke. Hmm. She was Dr. Pat in the Joe Schmo show. Oh my God. Yep. And I loved her from it. Like, yeah. I'm like, every time I see her, I'm like, hey, look, it's the chick from a Joe Schmo show. Well, she's been doing dramatic turns here recently, and she's great. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, she's she going to be Cheetah. 
Yeah, she can do everything. She's going to be Cheetah in this new Wonder Woman movie, which yeah. got pushed back, which, as far as I know. Which, if yeah. you would have ever seen Saturday Night Live, like, I don't know if I would have ever called her career trajectory after that. Like, she can do everything, though. Like, I'll screw it. I'll watch her eat a bowl of cereal. I don't care. Like, <laughs> just, you know. Um, like watching somebody, uh, like watching... Uh, Kate McKinnon is equally, oh, so she can awesome. do outrageous, she can do understated, she can do every type of comedy I can I think of. I love that whole, the, the, like, Kate McKinnon's part uh, in Ghostbusters uh, uh, is one of the only saving graces. Mm. And I love when she's got the wig on and she's like, too much? Is it too much? <laughs> and like, and she's I, just playing, I love basically. Her, I love her on Saturday Night Live. As, oh, um, just, Oh, Jeff Sessions, maybe? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Uh, Sorry, yeah. Jeff Sessions. <laughs> yes. So, and, and Melissa McCarthy, obviously, she, I think she got nominated for an Oscar twice now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Melissa regret. McCarthy's like, great. She's incredible. Odd because she is related to a McCarthy that sucks, like hardcore. She's oh, super Jenny, hot, but yeah. she sucks. She's won more Razzies than anybody else. Yeah. Even Adam, wait, even Adam Sandler? Like even Adam Sandler. <laughs> wow. She has won more Razzies than any other actor on the planet. Wow. Yeah. That's that's Jenny McCarthy, by the way. Melissa McCarthy is the one who... She's the good one. Is, yeah, oh racking up accolades left and right because, well, she deserves it. And she's extremely cool, apparently, in real life, so... I don't know. I know that, like, anytime her husband and her do a movie, her husband shows up in said movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, uh, The Heat... Like the guy she makes out with at the bar is her husband. Yeah, yeah. she even showed up in, or he even showed up in Bridesmaids. He was the air marshal. Nice. Well, yeah. I know there's one where she was like, a, no, he was in, he was a cop, and she's like, we should have fucked. Yeah. He's like, we still can. Yeah. You know, that was her husband. What was it? Uh, Tammy. He shows up in as well. As the yes. Manager who fires her. Yeah. At the beginning. <laughs> and then uh, he, sh- I think he showed up in uh, Identity Thief. Or theft, or he it? he showed up in Spy as a as an American tourist looking for like the nearest KFC or something like that. <laughs> it was yeah. Anytime like, he shows up, and I'm like, hey, look, there's her husband. Uh, but it just goes to show you, like, extremely talented cast both times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Top of their game. Paul Figg's writing. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. You can't blame it on anything other than that damn script. Like, I yeah. really can't figure out. Cause, Paul I mean, Figg. From the directing standpoint, very technically solid. Effects were done well, even if it was very campy looking. That's another part that irritated the hell. I mean, it was campy looking. Yeah. And I, it, and it quite literally, just like Eli said, just to, I guess I kind of helped coin that term, but she, get, it got Schumacher. Schumacher. Like it, it's the, it's the mockering. The it's mockering. The, so. Uh, I know we're talking about 2016 right now, but I just want to let you guys know as I was looking through here, it looks like um, Bill Murray um, gave a shout out to both Harold Ramis and Rick Moranis for not being on the set of Afterlife. <laughs> Afterlife. He says that they were sorely that their part of Ghostbuster history was sorely missed. Oh, I thought he was movies. just making a joke that Harold Ramis couldn't be on set. I was trying to double check that Paul Feig wrote this, so I'm not. Bashed oh. the wrong person for the no, writing. No, but no, no. You I said just... things, and I did, I can't tuned in at the ass end. So Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh huh. Rick Moranis isn't in it. And yeah, of course, I knew that. And of course, um, Al Ramis is 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 he's gone. Yeah. So he's not in either. Well, he's not. He was not there on the stage. They probably they'll probably put him in some way. Yeah, in yeah. Some way in the movie. But it was just. Um, we'll probably see pictures at yeah. the house. 
of of Harold Ramis. Yeah, but Bill Murray was just saying how those two actors, their their parts in, in, in the Ghostbusters were totally missed. You yeah. have to watch. Oh that. yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually just watched uh, Orange County. Mm-hmm. I, I oh, hadn't Harold seen, Ramis. Yeah, I hadn't but... seen that in so long. I forgot Harold Ramis was in it. Yeah, and like I forgot actually how funny that movie really is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's all coming from a Hanks, you know, Colin yeah. Hanks. Uh, but I love Jack Black. He's, he's professionally recovering from the night before. Uh, but yeah, Harold Ramis. They ended up feeding him like I can't remember if it's ecstasy or was some it? kind of like speed. L- yeah, like ecstasy or LSD or something. Like, like was, yeah. they feed him something, and he's like completely like tripping balls through like the rest of the time on screen. And as soon as I saw, him, I was like, "Oh shit, Harold Ramis is in this! I forgot all about that." Uh, we bought a Jack Black triple feature. Oh yeah, it had uh, School of Rock. Orange County and Nacho oh, Libre. Okay, there you go. I was yeah. gonna say you gotta have Nacho Libre in that. Nacho one. Libre. Uh, we haven't watched that one yet. I'm totally gonna watch it. it Nacho Libre is. It took. Silly. It took forever. I kept making this reference around somebody that you know they were talking about having like an elastic banding pants. I'm like, sometimes when you're an adult, you wear stretchy pants. <laughs> it's for fun. And they're just like, they're just like, okay. And I'm like, oh shit, they don't get it. Well, that's weird. You're right. Like, you yeah, know. Nope. Nope. I get it. There's uh, there's your lesson, kids. Be careful with your references sometimes. Well, the whole reason we bought this is because uh, Genesis and Michaela had swear up and down they'd never seen School of Rock, uh, which I know dang. is a ball-faced lie because I know I've watched that with them. Yeah. So we got it so they could watch it and get it. Surprise, surprise. Loved it. Yeah. Uh, not to mention iCarly's in it and it's like a really little kid. Um, but yeah, the, the fact that Harold Ramis was in and I think back to all the great things Harold Ramis has done. Like, uh, Harold Ramis was in, I'm pretty sure he directed Airheads. He might have. With Brendan Fraser and Steve Buscemi. And, yeah, Adam and, Sandler. Uh, Adam and, Sandler, yeah. uh, David Arquette, uh, the guy from uh, Criminal Minds after Mandy Patinkin. I can never think of that guy's name. Yeah, that other guy. That other That's guy. It. <laughs> uh, and then the douchebag bad guy, uh, he always plays the same character. Um, he's like one of he's kind of like Shooter McGavin, kind of like that guy. Yeah, it's not him. It's it's you. You see him, you're like, oh yeah, that guy. It's the that guy thing. I can't think of his name, but uh, yeah, Harold Ramis. Jesus, I mean, year one, he was Abraham in year one. Not to mention he directed year. Yeah, one. well, he I think he helped write it too. Yeah. Uh, uh, oh yeah, there it is. Screenplay and story. There you go. Year one. Uh, I, I'm looking them up, obviously. The, uh, oh, Analyze This, Analyze That. Oh, yeah, both of those movies, great. Bedazzled. He did Bedazzled? Yep. No shit. Wrote great and movie. directed. Um, let's see, Groundhog Day did the screenplay, obviously. Rover Dangerfield. Now that. Apparently, there was supposed to be a 2018 Ghostbusters series that he wrote called mm-hmm. Ecto Force. Yeah. Ghostbusters I think Ecto it's Force. more one of the characters. Based on characters from, you know, probably one of those things. Yeah. Caddyshack 2. Oh, we, yeah. We can we can forget that one. Um, Meatballs 3. I'm just looking at his writing credits. Yeah, I'm kind of scrolling through there, too. He was the head writer on the Rodney Dangerfield show. It's not easy being me. <laughs> 1982 there. Stripes, he wrote that. Uh, I knew who. Well, yeah. I guess I didn't know that because I always heard that was pitched to me. Wrote Caddyshack. Wrote Meatballs, another classic. Oh, yeah, Meatballs. Uh, uh, I know he... Oh, Animal House. 
obviously. He wrote Animal House? Uh, yeah, he was one of the, uh, I mean, it was National, Lam- National Lampoon yeah, staff, National Lampoon. so obviously is one of 300, you know, like it. Right. But I guarantee you can almost look back at that movie and see some of those jokes that would have been his, though. And the last thing he acted in was year one. Oh, he was Adam. Oh, yeah, that's right, because he was uh, he was Cain and Abel's father. Yeah. So, yeah, he was Adam, the first man. Even though, you know, Jack Black and, and uh, Michael Sarah. Oh, he directed The Ice Harvest. I remember that one. I think, uh, not the Billy Bob Thornton, John Cusack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, mob, that was kind of funny, actually. I kind of liked that one. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, he directed Multiplicity, so got oh, some yeah, Michael Keaton that. in that. Um, I guess the last thing he directed was four episodes of Office. He also directed National Lampoon's Vacation. I knew that. Okay. I didn't know that. I'm good. Oh, yeah, he's great. Like, he's got so much. Uh, he directed four episodes of The Office. There you go. You got more. That was, yeah, that was the last thing he did. Was, the last thing he directed was... Four episodes of The Office. Oh God! Yeah. So, what are we looking for? Like, we're we've got this new movie coming out. It's a little less than a year away. I think we just want everything that we wanted with 2016, but didn't get. Honestly, we need the legacy. We, we want the spirit. The heart, the spirit, yeah. the legacy of the Ghostbusters. If you're gonna pass the torch, do it right. You know. Yeah. Like, I feel like the 2016 Ghostbusters was really just a cash grab. It's like, let's yeah. take this franchise well, that's got a huge fan base and just was, try to get a cash grab out of it. If you want to look at it that way, too, it was like right at the beginning when Hollywood was stumbling into remake territory. I, I shouldn't say stumbling into it, but it was when they were just, like, betting the farm on it. Like, Well, they, see, Hollywood does that, though. Like, it, they'll, it'll go through. Because, like, think back. Because the cycle, I mean... We basically live in remake reboot territory. Well, yeah, I mean, we'll think back to to the uh, 80s, 90s, uh, Dan Aykroyd and Dragnet. Dan Aykroyd and Tom Hanks. That was a remake. Yeah, Um, yeah, it was was TV series. Well, it was like a movement. It was like a movie reboot. It was a movie reboot of a TV series, which Um, didn't. Which ended up turning uh, into the Ed O'Neill. Dragnet. Do you guys remember Ed O'Neill was in a Dragnet series, like reboot series? I think so. Yeah, like, I can't remember who his partner was in that. So Whoever Friday. We kind of, I mean, that's the thing, like, the... The reboots and remakes and stuff, that's not new. It just feels like it's going hardcore right now. It's just, Holly, yeah, it's nothing new, but we're seeing more and more of them as time goes on, not less. Like, it's not a a steady stream like it used to be where you get one every couple of years. It's like, we got three remakes coming out this year. We've got another three next year. Just because nobody can write anything new. I mean, yeah, I mean, even because I, I liken the 2016 Ghostbusters to the same way I felt about 2014's RoboCop. Oh, yeah. It was that franchise in name only and had nothing that made anything about the original good in it. Look at the Alien reboots. They were the same thing rehashed over and over. Talking about Alien, like... Yeah, like like Prometheus, Alien, Covenant. Uh, See, I haven't even seen Covenant. Like, I heard Covenant was so bad, I haven't even bothered with it. But, like, I kind of feel like I'm missing something because I'm not seeing it yet. But then I heard well, like this timeline where like Prometheus prequels. and Covenant were sp- yeah prequels. Yeah, we're supposed to be prequels. So, the same movie, just to be fair. Which are they? actually, I will take that back. 
I love Prometheus for one reason is only. Is David in Covenant? Yes. Michael uh, Fassbender? Yes, character? Michael yeah, Fassbender is. is in okay. it. In yeah. fact, that's the only reason I like those movies is because his Michael character Fassbender. his character is only designed to be as big an asshole as he possibly can. Yeah. There's the only reason behind it. He like is making people question their god in Prometheus. Like he's purposely nice. just there to stir the pot, and he's a robot, so he clearly has no emotion he's behind an it. Android. You know what? <laughs> don't, don't give me that. He's he's made. Let's like, get into some Picard territory yeah. his, now. His blood is Alfredo sauce. His all blood right. Is Alfredo. Pretty sure. I, I feel like I need to do another run through the Alien movies, all but, of them. But yeah, just. David, just focus on his character. The rest of them, they, I don't know. The, the whole thing doesn't really... Prometheus was boring. It didn't work. Um, I remember Prometheus. Like, I remember almost falling asleep watching Prometheus. Right, it's just boring. But at the same time, it's a Ridley Scott movie, so it lasted six hours longer than the three-hour runtime. Right. So like, right. it, it just feels that way. But somehow you still feel fulfilled afterward, and I don't know how. Right. Like, Except um, for Prometheus. That just didn't happen. Well, Alien. Um, it's been a while but yeah David's character was just great though just because he was just primarily just like just oh, an really? asshole and if you met your god what would you ask it you know like right. and what if he just says through what you just told me about why you made me because you could like right. yeah just completely that kind of gets into the the whole Picard thing right mm-hmm. the whole android synth thing let's right. not get into that yeah Somehow, let's swing this back. I don't know how we're going to do that. Well, I, I mean, already told you we need to talk about Star Trek, guys. Well, right. I mean, anyway. like right now, we're just talking about reboots in general. So true. All right, so can, yeah, we were trying to get what we're looking for right. with this new one. Okay, can, now we're back. Now I'm back at least my brain. Can we actually is. consider this a reboot? Or is it just Ghostbusters 3? Uh, let's just, I'm looking at it as this is Ghostbusters 3. Yeah, because I mean, eventually, it's, you know, this might be a Star Wars moment. Passing the torch off to the new generation. Yeah, I'm okay with this. I honestly, I honestly think that it's going to be a Ghostbusters. I think it's going to be considered a Ghostbusters four only because I think the 2016 version brought us into a multiverse for Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. It gave us another dimension because because in in the 2016 version though, though it was sort we'll of call sluggy, that the hell dimension. It's reasonable, even though it's sort of sluggy. The two main characters in that show went into the ghost realm. And it wasn't just a place where all, it was. It looked like a multi. It was like a, a, a dimension to other places. That's true. So I think I that they're going to try to use this to have all the. I think I think it's it's going to mainly be about Ghostbusters one and two. But I think they're going to use this to to, to bridge the gap as to why you have these characters I, from the original and these new characters. I actually kind of like that because that. That's just me. I don't know. At least at but least it's at the trailers. Looking at the source material that's out right now, that's what I see. At least it's know. acknowledging that the 2016 version played with at least one good idea. Yeah. A multiverse theory. Well, just I that... I feel like we're essentially kind of, that, with movies in general... Essentially that like ghost science, science. Even like science, I feel like we're leaning hard on this multiverse well, theory. We are. Mandela effect. Yeah. Uh, like, I feel like... You know what? If there ever was an alternate universe where... Freaking Sinbad did a movie called Shazam with a genie. I'd gladly take that over the one we got. Shazam with a Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll see. I'll take it. If we can have that, I'll trade. Can like you know find Rick Sanchez needs to find that wormhole and drop that tape through. Right. Like what was I talking about? I feel like I was talking about it on an episode of this. 
I feel like when we were doing this, I was talking about I wanted to find the multiverse where this happened. I can't remember. <laughs> oh, I can't remember what it was now. I need to find the multiverse where that actually happened. But Hell, that might have been a conversation with my wife. But yeah. I totally agree with you, though. I because I've already stated what I think is going to be, but you can look at it as a Ghostbusters three because it is tying into one and two. I think that's why they, the gave, they gave it a subtitle. Yeah, yeah. it's so Afterlife. that we won't have to go. This is Ghostbusters three right. or four. Mm-hmm. It's like. We'll give it a subtitle, and maybe we can just yeah. skip I, over what happened in 2016. I don't, I don't mind them trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, like if they're right. really going to try that, which 2016 tried. It's just you can do it and still keep the heart and soul behind it. Like you can do it easily, which is why remakes and reboots typically don't work. Is because they gain. Like you're, you're. This play- is let's, let's let's say what this it's is. It's because you dumb down an idea way too much, and it just doesn't work. Let's let's call this a passing of the torch. Yeah. Okay. We'll call it a passing of the torch instead of a reboot or a remake. It's gonna like I'm hoping that this is gonna pass the torch in a way that makes everybody happy, makes it enjoyable. I'm hoping this movie's enjoyable first of all. Like mm. fuck passing the torch and all that, right? The movies should be good. I'm hoping right. this movie's good. Right. Now, if the movie's good, then we can look at it like a passing of the torch or a reboot or a remake or whatever. Right now, I'm just hoping it's good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, I'm hoping that it is everything, like you were saying, that 2016 was supposed to be right. and didn't deliver. And yeah. another reason why I'm saying that is that they're connecting all three, all of the previous movies is because basically you got these um, the storyline for it, the intro, the introductory storyline to Afterlife is. Single mother, two kids, moved to Oklahoma. Mm. Is it Oklahoma? It's like, oh, according to what Oklahoma. I just read, it's Oklahoma. I thought Arizona. I, was, I, was <laughs> moved, I knew it was a farm. Yeah. They moved to Oklahoma, and all of a sudden they start having these earthquakes, and then they discover their grandfather's legacy, in, which is Ecto-1 in the containment field. Well, see, that's the thing. Like, if this is Egon stuff, Ecto-1 was bought by Ray. Yeah. Ray True. bought Ecto One. Yeah, maybe Ray though. bought Ray bought the building. Maybe True. after they dissolved everything, he's just like, "Here, you keep it." Like you're clearly still more involved with this than I am, because Egon would never let go of the research. And so far, they've clearly stated that, um, just like in the 2016 version, there have been no sightings of ghosts since the 1989 occurrence. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, I think they're gonna try to link them all into one with the multiversal thing. Um, well, I, guess, I don't know. Do we have? Do we I guess Jason Reitman is looking that far ahead. I guess. Well, I don't we, know because you know, in order for them in, in the 2016 version, in order for them to stop the ghosts, the ecto, the ghosts from coming into that reality, they had to basically send Ecto One in and explode it. So that could have created, um, that could have created some type. They had to use a nuclear bomb in order to close yeah, the fish. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. could have caused some type of. We're talking about 2016. Yeah, 2016. Are you going to make me watch this goddamn 2016 movie again? Because I'm not remember any of this shit. <laughs> of course, I probably See, spent most of the years after the 2016 trying to forget the 2016. I mean, like I said, the, actually, the whole dimensional aspect they played with was actually a pretty solid idea in 2016. And again, that's why I said it also sort of connects, I think, Gozier in there somewhere because she was a freaking god, or it was a god, and it yeah, lived in a multi- a god. And it lived in some type of um, multidimensional. <laughs> they even said it in the original, she was a multidimensional. Classic, um, classic Winston line, by creature. the way. 
But when then, someone asks if you are a god, you say yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was iconic. That was a lovely line. Yes. Love that. <laughs> right. Somebody asks yeah, if you are a god, mention, you say yes. They do mention that Gozer is multidimensional. Yeah. And even at that, the video game, which was kind of a Ghostbusters three. Yeah, she was. Uh, so good. You guys keep saying the video game. I'm, I'm thinking about the old Nintendo. No, <laughs> no, there was one that came out for Xbox PS3 360. Okay. and 360, yeah. and 360. Um, they actually remastered and it. All four mm. of them voiced their characters. Yeah, uh, they were it was all one the last version. Things. You know, like yeah, it was. Uh, basically, the story was they franchised game. out, but they were going bankrupt. And you're kind of a, uh, you're with Ray, and. You're kind of like a new recruit, even though the franchise is dying. And then all this stuff kicks back up, and Peter shows back up, and Because it had Winston to do and, a little bit with Gozer, if I remember correctly. I don't remember. I just remember the mayor was the bad guy, and Alyssa Milano was the chick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to send you guys this link. I'm, I'm looking at this series. I mean, he's like us. He's commenting on this. I'll just send you guys a link. You can look up the link. All right. What's his name? Let's give him a shout-out. Oh, okay. It's Shandor who's trying to usurp Gozer and become a god himself. Oh, that's right. That's right. Okay. Yeah. What's his dude's name? He's talking about this, what we're talking about He's today, talking Ghostbusters. About afterlife. He's talking about the afterlife. What's his name? Okay, we're going to call it, like, it just says subscribe. We're uh, Shout out to New Rocker, Rock Stars. New Rock Stars. We're kind of sort of watching your video as we're doing this, too. Love your shirt, by the way, the three-eyed fish. I have a bunch of Futurama shirts right now. Uh, there's somebody I was wanting to, to to shout out to today, and I don't remember. Now, oh, uh, I wanted to shout out the Vintage Comics because they're still yeah. even through all of this, you can yeah. still order your comics, yeah, oh, and they nice. would run them out curbside to you. Nice. So shout out to Vintage Comics for finding a way to try to stay in business during the Corona epidemic. Uh, pandemic. Um, shout out to all the mom and pop shops that have been managed to find a way to stay open during this crisis. And, you know what? Hell yes. Uh, to, to everybody who has managed to keep their doors open and employ some people and try to keep things moving as best you can, we salute you. Right. And yeah, you guys are I, really unsung heroes right I now. hope to God the relief that they're offering also comes your way. Right. Uh, I did see that they're talking about a Trump change too check. Yeah, but it passed the House. It'll probably die in the Senate. Yeah. It's good? Oh, yeah. I'll have to check it out. They connected it back to Gozer. Oh, okay, nice. Okay. So he's gone deeper than we are. <laughs> yeah. Way deeper. Like, he's actually done some research, well, they, whereas we just kind of decide we're talking about they need They need to do it. And Okay, here's a good question. If they do the multidimensional aspect, how pissed would you be if they had a cameo from the four uh, others? As long as it's not written by Paul Fagg, I wouldn't be a problem. Actually, I, I would kind of welcome that. I too. actually want to see... Uh, what's her name? I, I've done forgot it. The, the one that I like. The, Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Yeah, I would love to see Kate McKinnon in it. Like, Kate McKinnon I, was awesome. I, truthfully, I'd kind of like it if that existed in the same universe and they just, you know... You get I do remember, like, let me see if I can find this crossover. Like, I don't, I don't know, like, the... New ones, I kind of would like to see them get another shot just from an actual comedy writer. I get, well, I shouldn't say an actual comedy writer. Paul Paul Feig actually can 
help with comedy. He's, right. he's good with it. But maybe a little bit of input from Dan Aykroyd. Like, give him another shot. See what you can do with it. Well, right, know, now, right now, in, that whole, in this whole thing, Bill Murray is like the rock star because right now he's everywhere still. Oh, yeah. Like, well, Bill Murray is... He's in a pantheon all by himself. Right. So, I mean, you he, hear Dan Aykroyd, but Aykroyd likes to stay in the background a lot. Too. Yeah, he went from... Oh, okay. Bill Murray went from, like, comedic acting legend to, well, God above Gozer. Like, right. you know, you can't... So, the, I was talking about the crossover where on the comic where the 2016 crossed over with the, the originals. Um, apparently, the 2016 crossed over with the originals, crossed over with the real Ghostbusters, crossed over with the extreme Ghostbusters. Holy shit. So it was like all of them. So See, your multiverse theory might just be I kinda, already out there. I kind of want to. I, I actually wouldn't mind seeing how the, the new Ghostbusters. That's Kate McKinnon's character yeah, right there. I wouldn't mind seeing how the new Ghostbusters would play off of the OGs. You know? That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, the comedic chops you have for it. Oh, that would be I might have to check amazing. this out. This is interesting. It's, I think it's IDW. Yep, IDW. Of course, you know. Uh, I mean, it'll probably never happen now. Well, um, probably not, but... All right, what are we running at? Right at two. Nice. We, we, this two seconds. usually takes us about two hours. There yeah. we go. Now we're two. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yay, we did it again. <laughs> All right, not uh, a sprint, fellas. We're here for the <laughs> right, right. Hey, somebody's listening to us. We got people in other countries, so we can't know them. That's true. Like, yes. I don't know anybody in another. Well, I, I know people in other countries, but they're not listening to us. Yeah. Uh, like my friends from that live in Taiwan, like mm. they're from Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, that I highly doubt they even know this exists. <laughs> um, yeah. Nancy oh. Kelly. Uh, I know that's not your names over there, but that was your American names. If you're listening, hey, what's up? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, they, they've got shit. Uh, I met them. They were both going to school. They were twins. <laughs> they were going to school in uh, at ULL in mm-hmm. Louisiana. Um, after that, I know they both went to New Zealand for a while, and now they're both back in Taiwan. They've got oh, families nice. and stuff. Uh, Nancy and Kelly, Yu and Suhan. So... What's up, guys, if you're listening? Denfield, what's up? I don't remember what your real name was. I just remember you were going by Denfield for some reason over here. But Denfield, he's another one. He was actually dating one of them. Uh, If you guys listen, we could use some Taiwan hits. So go ahead and download us. Uh, I'll hit you up on Facebook. What's up? Uh, And uh, if anybody in China wants to listen, I promise we'll never talk about Winnie the Pooh. Was that a thing? Uh, except for now. Yeah. They said, well, yeah. What, I guess we're, I guess Winnie we just Pooh? got banned in China right now. <laughs> what, what's wrong with Winnie the Pooh? Uh, people are comparing him to China's president, Xi Jinping. Oh, oh they have been comparing him. Yeah. Like, the, it's their way of getting around censors is to, like, badmouth him is basically to call Winnie him Winnie the, Winnie Pooh? the Pooh. Huh. And I got to say, the look is kind of there. Xi Jinping, huh? I know bit. that name. I know. I know he's the leader of China. Uh, for life, so um, Pretty much, we can yeah. not yeah. call him a president, but a dictator at this point. Yeah, All right, sure. now we're now we're definitely banned in China. All right, uh, so uh, I don't know. We uh, what do we want to do? We kind of 
guess we haven't. Until we come out with a new movie. I guess we haven't declared an emergency Honestly, if we're going to... What what are you thinking? I'm thinking Ramos. So was I, actually. Yeah. What about you, Rayshon? I'd be willing to go with the... In terms of just the best New York assistant anybody's ever gone with. Annie Potts. We give a dual shout-out. Give Harold Ramos for his legendary career and providing us with all the comedy... That we still classically quote to this day, even though some of it's older than us. Oh, right. Um, I mean, Ghostbusters is my age. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I know it's a couple months older. But hell, Animal House, And hell, if you really want to think about it, Ghostbusters was probably filmed the year before. So, you know, it's it's a year older than me. Uh, Caddyshack, one of the greatest movies ever made, comedy movies ever made, which is Groundhog Day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't think anybody can argue with me on that. No. it's just amazing. Uh, we might have to do an episode on that just because the, all the crap that go, went into that. That's he true. was supposedly stuck in that loop for 10 years. Right. I think they some people estimate it could have been as much as 10,000 years, too. Yeah, well, like, I mean, he learned uh, so much. He learned how to play the piano. He oh, learned yeah. how to sculpt with a, ice sculpt with a chainsaw. Uh, <clears throat> and then he didn't even learn his lesson until, you know, the whole reason he gets stuck in there. But, uh, all right, so uh, dual shout-out. What about you? Does that sound good? Annie Potts and Harold Ramos? Yeah, I'm good with them. All yeah, right. Annie Potts. I love that one. Oh, God, right. yeah. <laughs> Magnificent Bastards of the Week. We got Annie Potts and Harold Ramos. Without Harold Ramos, we wouldn't have great classics. Yes. Without Annie Potts, we just, I don't know, she's just a treasure. She's I, awesome. She's just fun and everything. Right. Honestly, yeah. I can't. I can't fault anything I've ever seen her in, that's for sure. No, not that I can think of. And it, and if I could, it's definitely not her fault. I do know that she was like a judge or a lawyer in uh, SVU. <laughs> like, she showed up in SVU a couple times. Wow. Uh, but the chick uh, from Who's the Boss? Not Mona. Alyssa Milano? Not Alyssa Milano. The mom. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, whoever the mom was, she showed up. She was a uh, judge or a lawyer. Nice. I think I, that's just your career. At some point in your career, you've got to do something for SVU. Right. I think that's just a given. Oh, the show has been rot. Like, did you did you do any any uh, extra work in SVU? No. No, I was just. Um, you did all stuff in like LA, didn't you? Yeah, all my stuff I did was in LA. Yeah. LA. Pasadena. Nothing, nothing in, New York. Shoot, they sh- I, in LA, downtown LA, I, I did a lot of extra work. Um, was the name of my college there? Got it right UCLA? UCLA, UCLA, yeah. They did some. They did a lot of stuff in their parking lots and their swimming pool area and the stadiums. No, yeah, I can see that. And then, um, how IU does stuff. Pasadena yeah. and um, oh, what is it? President Obama's <laughs> um, alma mater. He was there for a little bit. Um, I thought Oxy, he went to Oxy. Oxy. The name of this Oxy. I forgot the name of the whole school, but it's Oxy something. They did um, some of the SVU stuff there. Oh, really? I played a jock. Oh, nice. Nice. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah. Yeah. Most of my work was done in, uh, in, LA. in L.A. Very nice. Nice. Yeah. Yep. I know Closest. Robbie Benson lives here in town now. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He's a professor at IU. Oh, God. Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Robbie Benson. I know. He's done all kinds of stuff. I wanted to take some of his classes just to hear him talk about it. Right. Uh, but I, and I was on the track to have him in as my, one of my professors. Yeah. Uh, but I dropped track. Anyway, all right. Uh, I don't have anything else, guys. You have something else? You know, no, good. It's just, I. Hopefully, we just get the, the heart back in right. Ghostbusters because. I mean, the heart, the legacy, 
Make it fun. And like I said, I, I wouldn't even be opposed to the, the other group having their own outing again, but just... Get a, I would. Get a goddamn script that just fits. Except for the... Please. Except for... And I forgot her name again. Damn it. Kate McKinnon. Kate McKinnon. Except for her. I'm, I'd be okay with her coming back. Just because we need an Egon and Egon's not I just, around. I yes. think if you could... You could just give them a good script. You can try it again, but otherwise, that's the last chance. Like, right. you know, that's it. Right. And depending on how well this goes, you know, Finn Wolfhard will become the king of Hollywood, and um, he's already on track. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like he might. Like, I have a, like this weird feeling that he might end up like Macaulay Culkin. Oh, just I f- hope not. Where just he kind was, of like the king. Out. And, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Macaulay Culkin's coming back. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be on the latest season of. Uh, American Horror Story. Yes. And you know what sold him on the script? What? Him and, uh, oh God, I can't think of her name. Misery. Kathy Bates? Kathy Bates yeah. are going to have this gratuitous sex scene. Oh, and he wow. read that and he's like, sold, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I'm thinking also says, hey guys, go out there and take a look at the Deadpool stuff after like, um, look at the previews for it um, it comes out next year since this year got canned by the coronavirus. Yeah. So, <laughs> Uh, March, I think it said around March of next year, of 2021. Like, like, um, like Eli said earlier, um, less than a year. So, hey, all right, something. Yeah, I mean, we're getting there. Yeah, it's slow, slow going. If you don't need to go out, don't go out. Um, it's still like since the light opening, cases have doubled. Yeah. Um, just I stay mean, home. It's... it's not that big of a deal. Uh. You know, here we are sitting in the living room of the tooth man's house. You know, it's just the, well, there's five of us here. Two of us aren't really talking. Two of them aren't really talking because, you know, the old <laughs> man hadn't said nothing. It's not Spider-Man this week, so. Uh, <laughs> but uh, just be safe and uh, rate and review us. We need rate, likes. We need five stars on iTunes. We need critiques. We need good jobs. We need a pat on the back. We need to be told we suck. Whatever. Just give us feedback. We need to do the learn how to, you know, we're all learning. This is my first podcast. Yeah, this is the Tooth Man's third. Second. Second? Yeah. And uh, RBG, you, this is your first podcast? Not my first, no. Not your first podcast? No, this is. Second, third, fourth. Are you the old hand at this? No, 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 do no, we no, need no. To take... Sorry, I was talking about doing it here. But yeah, no, this is my first actual podcast. Uh, okay, I was going to say, uh, dude, team, are, yeah. are you just an old hand, like, in acting and shit? Like, we just need to worship you. I say no, he's... No, no, no. He's the actor. I worked in a little bit of journalism for a tad bit. And I and did, went to school for design and production for a tad bit. That's yeah, the theater, only reason. Theater and cinema here, hello. That's the only reason I ever got to GSW, go to L.A. Shout was, out. Yeah. That's the only reason I got to go to L.A. because I went to E3 that one time, and that's oh, that's it. That's so cool. Oh, it was, it was great. So, But, uh, yeah, we're on iTunes. Give us five stars. Like I said, tell us it's dark in here. Tell us mm-hmm. we suck. Tell us we don't suck. Just give us five stars. Yeah. Um, I, I looked, and I'm still the only one who has rated us in on iTunes. Nice. Um, and it's just me basically stating that I'm on this podcast, yeah. and you should listen. Um, I mean, if you guys want some personal fodder to insult me personally, I'm Ginger. That, right? That's all you need. I've been bald since I was 20. Uh that's why I have a lustrous beard. Yeah. You know, I'm a super nerd. Uh, I think we all are. Uh, mm-hmm. You can make fun of us all day long. Just click the little star button on five and do it that way. You know, do five stars and then you can tear us down all you want. Uh, we are also on Podbean. We have this stupid socials, you know. Uh, yeah, I, 
been streaming on Twitch now. A have you bit. been twitching? I have. I, uh, my PlayStation's acting up. It's I, trying to say it's overheating. I I've been it's playing. Pissing, uh, pissing me off. I did all of Resident Evil Five nice. on Twitch. I'm starting four now, but I'm still trying to figure out why Wesker from Code Veronica to Resident Evil Five turned into part Nightcrawler, part Neo. I don't know. <laughs> they don't really. Uh, you, you find out he injected himself. Yeah, he gets the he gets the poofy cloud that he already had the virus in him, but then he all of a sudden gets the ability to transport the back and cloud. forth. Yeah, the Bamf. Look yeah. at Nightcrawler in any comic. He's Bamf when he teleports. Yeah. It's Bamf. Uh, it's a great word, Bamf. Um, but yeah, rate, review us, give us stars, give us feedback. If you if you have something you want us to talk about, let it be known. We'll uh, we'll definitely take it into account. We are nerds. We know a lot of weird nerd stuff. Between the three of us, I'm sure there's nothing we couldn't cover. Uh, uh, RBG, I think you opened it. You need to take us out, my friend. He's like, what? No, what? I've already done all the you know the stuff. Right. We got it. We got the the Facebook profile. Uh, Fine, damn it. I'll just I'll roll it out. All, all right, right, roll us out. Take us out. Take us home. I don't, I don't know why home. I got so pissy about. <laughs> right. He's just I, like, why do I got to do it? I like, fuck it, I'll do it. Like, yeah, no, I no reason for it whatsoever. But I won't apologize either. I, uh, thanks for joining us here at Right in the Nerds um, once again. This is Cody, and uh, with Kanger. me, yep. Ravy G. Woo! All right. Another one in the can, guys. Nice. <laughs> Have a good one, guys. <laughs>